Yeah. Previously on the Black Tribbles. Back where it all began. The planets that are within our system, Saturn, Jupiter, Mars. It's our neighborhood. It's mm-hmm. our block. Our yeah. neighborhood. Those are the, those are the, they're those called are the planets. Endoplanets. Yes. Planets that are not, they are what? Those Endo. Are, Endo are, within our system. E-N-D-O. Endo. Endo. Yes. So those are called endoplanets. Like but endothermic and exothermic. But we don't use their surname, so we just call them planets. Right. Yeah. And technically, an exoplanet is still a planet. It's just it's external. Outside of our it's system. Yeah. Of our solar system. From our own yeah. system. It, has its it doesn't own orbit system. our sun. Go ahead, Isaiah. I didn't mean to No, no, no. It's, it's totally fine. That's pretty much uh, what I have for at least Ross 128B. That needs uh, a new name. It needs a new name right now. Krypton. New Krypton. Ross 28B is not cool yeah, enough and, for that. And to be that close, because the, right. the other exoplanets that I was reading about are like right. like 3,000 something light years away or something like that. This one is the, this one is literally in Bermuda. So yeah, right. <laughs> There's the portal. That's yeah, the triangle. Just, it's a portal to this star. It's right. called New Bermuda. The, boom. Can we buy that? You know how you dedicate you, the star dedicate to somebody? Can <laughs> we buy that name for that? Bro. Just, new just trademark the place. We want to own that name. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, this Black Dribble's copyrighted that. Oh yeah, right? God. Yo, get the Twitter fingers ready. Uh, that so is, ready for that. That is the ultimate. I'm that is the ultimate serious. destination. Mars is the training ground. Yes. yes. This is boot camp for colony. Colony boot camp. Boot colony. Boot colony for a new Bermuda. It's Mars. Dope. Yeah. Eric's going to sign himself up for the single lone space flight through the black hole, the experimental flight through the black hole. And Eric, I mean, and Len and his entire family is going to come over to your house, Eric, to console your wife and kids. Be like, oh my God, are you guys okay? Don't mind us in these sleeping bags. We brought canned goods. Are you all right? We're good. Where does he keep the guns? <laughs> <laughs> Just show me where the keys are. I'll figure it out myself. Meanwhile, Eric winds up on New Bermuda. Like, oh, Man, he's going to be like, like hey. And I can't even tell him. <laughs> <laughs> My stuff was fried on the way over here. Nag you wormhole. Not this paradise, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then you're by yourself. <laughs> I'll make two. Right? He's seen the Martian. He'll be all right. He'll make two. He'll make three. He'll make four. He'll make, <laughs> he'll make more. But with wow. What? Mac, what's the route? <laughs> well, I'll find it. It depends. It's probably <laughs> people there. It's New York either. I'm sure there are humans there. There'll be Rock Max walking, walking around. Rock Max. <laughs> 30 years oh, later. People. When what's technology. <laughs> what's goody? I'm stone what's baby. What's goody? I'm stone Shrub children. <laughs> when, when, when 30 years later, when technology has finally advanced to the point that a recon mission can be launched successfully with communications arrays remaining intact the entire trip. They get to New Bermuda. They're like, dang, it's actually really nice out here. It's a little weird that these rocks and trees and whatnot is just walking around. Looking like people. Why they got beards? (laughs) (laughs) Why Why did Len turn the mics off? (laughs) Oh. Oh yeah, what happened? Oh god, I, know, I thought it was my headphones. Yeah, that was definitely Len turning everything off. What happened? Well, I think we're still broadcasting, but all of a sudden I don't hear anything. I don't hear anything. Yo, did we just break the we station? Broke everything. My bad. Did we just break everything? The station yeah. could not. What? The t- Nobody is ready. You broke the station with your rock people. I think we're still talking. Say anything. Eric starts a whole new space race of beings. He starts. He goes to Newport. We just something. Did something go mute or something? Turn my headphones up. Eric goes to space. I got a light over here, though. And starts the crystal gems. 
Yes. That's why they're all female. Are we still are we still right. on air? Because it's just him. Tell me that we're still on air. And he started genetic splicing. Uh, yep. Yeah. We're still, we're yeah. still on air. So, so we're you can hear us, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we can't hear ourselves. It is it's an interesting time here on the last <laughs> last one of 2017. Twas the night before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> all through the station. <laughs> all of a sudden we can't hear mic each was other. working because of Triple Nation. <laughs> <laughs> your Black Tribbles. Hi, this is Gabe, a.k.a. the Horror Tribble from Ghouls Next Door, and you're listening to the Black Tribbles. Gentlemen, boys and girls, put your hands together for your award-winning Black Tribbles! Yeah! What to do, folks? We are coming live from the 215, all the way live. Don't forget, we're still here. Um, it's Black Tribbles. Uh, it's your girl, Kennedy, also known as the Storm Tribble. Mwah! And I am joined in studio by the sleepiest triple around. It's your girl, the Uncanny Triple, aka Amalgam Triple, aka Bruce Leroy Triple. Show enough. In the building. What's up, good people? Are y'all here? Eyes awake for right now. <laughs> and rocking out on Facebook Live, we got Girl, what it do? The big body broke your mama's favorite nephew, cousin muscles in the building, the super sane triple. Let's have a good show, y'all. Hey, we've got an amazing show. We've got Dante, aka Uncle Gizmo, kicking it here, looking splendiferous in his cranberry red, <laughs> directing our <laughs> our uh, YouTube live feed. We've got a great, great show in store for you tonight. Uh, Len the Bat Triple could not be here tonight. Uh, Eric is still on vacation, whatever that is. People take, right? Uh, Randy is in New York handling big things, uh, but that's okay. That's why it's dope to have a crew like this, because we can do it. As I said, we've got a fantastic show, score show for you. We've got great things coming our way. Bro, let me tell you how unprepared I was for this. (laughs) (laughs) We're here now. We're doing it live. Got it. Um, Speaking of being live in studio... We have the gentleman of the one and only Cold Coffee and Culture Podcast. Introduce yourselves, gentlemen. Uh, this is Corey for Charisma, um, one half of the Cold Coffee Culture Podcast. This is Joshua Codex, second half of the Cold Coffee Culture Podcast. Cool. <laughs> All right, so remember what we talked about eating that mic? You want red lobster when we're done. Okay. Yeah. This red, this red lobster red. <laughs> I mean, you could be a little closer to right, cheddar biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> Digging them cheddar biscuits, some warm, delicious. You're not vegan or anything, are you? No, nah, no. Nah. Hey, hey, there wow, he is. Man. There he is. I'm normal. I'm normal. Yeah, well, as soon as I said cheddar biscuits, he said, no. No, no. I love those. Cool, 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 cool. Um, we've got a fantastic show for you guys tonight. We're going to talk about your podcasts. We've got, uh, we've got This Week in Geek History coming up. We've got Ariel's Garden coming up. It's going to be some fantastic, fantastic. Fantastic things. I hope you're all red here. I hope you're all red here. Um, but let's get a couple news items off the bat. Yo, what happened on Sunday, Isaiah? 
Oh, you know, I think we just came, saw, and won a freaking award, baby. (laughs) Don DeMarco. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, yeah, so it was was pretty cool. You know, really uh, honored, and it's been a pleasure. Uh, Thank you to Philly Camp. Thank you, everyone that has, you know, had faith in us and has worked with us. Uh, our winning episode, Vince. So thank you, Vince, for allowing us to, you know, interview you and taking us a tour of your house and being able to capture the, you know, the, the magic that is you and you know everything that you do. But uh, as well, uh, just shout out, much love to our director, Gabe. Season two Woo-hoo! about you, mad love, and of course all my triples, all love and respect. You know, working with y'all has been the best. And we got two awards to prove it. So we're going to keep on rocking. Yo, it's it's so dope. I, I just, like that it was for, for Vince. I think it proves that Baltimore makes everything better. Hey, oh, there we go. Hey, okay. <laughs> this okay. is where I turn your mic. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, Ariel, for someone who's so sleepy, you are. I know. it's Coming in loud and proud here. I know this, like, tired drunk. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm sleepy, but I'm, like, a little kooky. You're a little punchy? Yeah. That's always the best. Punchy Ariel is almost as good as drunk Ariel. They love her. Almost. Um, so yeah, uh, shout out to to the folks at Philly Cam for putting on the camis. It's third year in a row. Um, an amazing award ceremony again. Um, it's been just really, really great to see what type of talent this place cultivates and then to see how legitimate our celebration is of ourselves. Um, so shout out to the, the Cami uh, boards for the, the, the committee for, for putting that whole thing together. And uh, shout out to Philly Cam. Today is, was it yesterday? Yesterday yeah, was their 10-year anniversary. 10 years of awesomeness. Wow. Happy, happy birthday from all of us to you. We wish it was our birthday so we could sing it too. Woo! <laughs> um, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, so anything else in the news happened this week? I don't know what else could have been more important than us winning another another one. Well, another, Watchmen. Another what happened? Oh, that's right. Talk, talk about Watchmen. Talk to us. Talk to us about it. Oh, am I the only one who watched it? Yup. Yeah, yeah, I haven't watched it. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I like I didn't watch it on Sunday because I actually didn't realize it was coming out on Sunday. But it was, um, I liked it. So here, here's the thing. It's been years since I've read the book. And seen the movie, okay. um, but apparently, so I, so I can't even remember because I'm like I do not remember the differences in the endings. But the show is running off of the book ending, yeah. not the movie ending. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I'll have to actually go back and refresh because it's just been so long. I I cannot remember. Um, but yeah, like Regina King does her thing, you know, as per usual. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's interesting. So the, the whole thing. And the show is like the there's like this uh, Rorschach uh, faction um, and they kind of took it and went like white supremacists with it. So basically they're like a Ku Klux Klan type, like, you know, white supremacist group. Um, and in the in this world, like the cops wear masks now um, to, to protect their identity and their family um, because of the because of this like this racist crime syndicate that is the Rorschach people. Um, but what's kind of dope about it is like the street cops, the beat cops, like they wear uniforms and then they all just have like this standard yellow face mask. But then the detectives or like the the special, like specialist cops or whatever, they all have like their own independent uniform. So they kind of come off as like the Watchmen. Right. Um, and I, I believe um, Regina character's character is Sister Knight or something like that, which is like a dope 
name, and she just she just kills it. And then t- my baby Yaya in it. <laughs> um, you mean my baby Yaya? I already said our, what it was. You can't have our? everybody if you got I, um, I, I, if you got listen, Winston Duke. You listen, 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 listen. And so Yaya's mine. Listen, Linda. Listen, Linda. Listen. Look it. Look it. Listen, Linda. Listen. Um, pretty sure Winston Duke doesn't like what I got. <laughs> if I'm, my vibe is out there. You know what? I'm pretty sure. No, you jump into conclusions. Uh, I don't know about all that. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, that being said, I didn't say that Yaya was exclusively mine. I'm totally willing to share him on a weekend. Oh <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> sizzle on it. Hey. Listen, share the wealth. <laughs> no, no, I, I feel like Yaya is not somebody. Yaya, I feel like is a is a a one partner person. Like you want to share, like we can share Jason Momoa because he belongs to the world. Nobody can really I don't like want Jason Momoa now. Why not? Because he's somebody's father. Hilarious. Oh, he's a whole bunch of people's fathers. He's what? Somebody's yeah. father. So you want Zaddy, but you don't want Daddy? Yeah. Okay. But you, <laughs> you think Jeff Goldblum isn't Jeff Goldblum? Jeff Goldblum um, got kids. I have been senior shareholder in Jeff Goldblum <laughs> since 1989. Okay, like when it was illegal. Yeah, <laughs> it was weird. I didn't act on it ever, so nothing actually happened. All right. My point is, as long as Yahya Abdul Mateen II is Black Manta. That's mine. Any other time, by all means, enjoy. Please enjoy. All right. Because for me, he'll always be Cadillac first. Cool. You got it. I'm not even going to fight you on that. Cadillac. See? It's territorial for what? We ain't got to fight. All right. That's fine. <laughs> but yeah, but I like. I mean, I liked it. I'm excited to see where it's going to go. I think uh, <laughs> Regina King might bring home another award for this. She's another like one. Another, another one. She she is like so dope, and it's like it's so funny because it's like two two seven. Like who would have just who would have thought, you know? Mm-hmm. So anyway, I would I would recommend checking it out. And oh, other so, so biggest thing about the show, it opens. In Tulsa, Oklahoma, Black Wall Street. Hey, wow! And I w- and you know, I'm looking like, okay, you know this. So there's like white people looting, clearly a black town, and then it like Tulsa, Oklahoma comes up. I was like, oh my god, it's Black Wall Street, and it's like you don't learn about that in school. So for this HBO show to open with it, like it opens with like you, they kind of introduce you to Bass Reeves, who I only learned about him like in the last two years, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and sa- pretty much same thing with Black Wall Street, like maybe the, the last three or four years, because um, again, that's just not something they put out there for you. You don't, you know, you don't get to know that history. So the fact that it kind of opens there, um, and and there is a link to it, but but I'm you're not quite sure yet what the link is based on where it ended. Um, Lewis Gossip Jr. is in it, being old. And it's just funny, because I thought he was old a long time ago. So it's just funny when you're young and you think everybody old. And then it's like, oh, wait, no, they weren't old. Now they really old. Right, right. So I, it was just, it was, I had to remind myself. That's what he like. He like Morgan Freeman, always been old. But it's like, clearly at some point he wasn't really. Yeah. It was my interpretation of the Sometimes they, people age quick right like patrick stork been old since he was 21 yeah so you know but and it's so but it's i mean because lewis gossip jr so you know the, the black don't crack thing like and i never he never looked haggard or anything i sure. just i interpreted him as old and then i'm like i look back like no he was a young man he just had an old mm-hmm. vibe or something 
Patrick Stewart been old since Farpoint Station. Like, <laughs> 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 like, ah, ah. <laughs> only real track fans know what that means. I hear, I'm, I'm here yeah, with you, I, Josh. Me and Isaiah over here, like. Farpoint Far Point Station was episode one of Next Generation. Yeah. Ah, yeah, okay. Special. Encounter at Farpoint. You ain't know. You ain't know either. I'm on a trekker. I'm yeah. a war. Star, Star, Star Trek trivia. Okay. <laughs> I'm not really either. Really? Either one, not really. Though Rogue One made me think like I I might be a Star Wars person, but then I didn't really? love Episode Eight. You Rogue One. Rogue One was ill. Rogue One was Rogue that yeah. work. Yeah. I I was like I have to rethink everything I ever thought about Star Wars. Rogue One, it was beautifully done, and the way it just ties right into um, Episode Four, it was be. I was like, this was phenomenal. You Solo, it, it was mad decent. I did not see Solo. Okay. I heard like it was just it was lukewarm, mixed. like you know. I wanted more Donald Glover. I wanted, right. wanted more of him. But, okay. Uh, you, you got it, but it wasn't. It wasn't, as, it wasn't as dope as you thought it could be, you know? Like, he, he wasn't, like, he just felt like he was being Donald Glover and not, like, a Lando Carrigian. You mean, uh, like, uh, everything else he's ever yeah, he, done? Yeah, he's just him. And I <laughs> like him. I'm a fan of him. That, that's that's my thing with Donald Glover. Like, it's he's him, a personality. Yeah. He's not an actor. Yeah, like, I'll dude, die on that hill. Like, I'm cool. And I was excited. And I, mean, yeah. I think, with especially with Solo, like, I really feel as though they should have, like, just did, like, a heist movie. Yeah. Where like you just found out how they all met, mm-hmm. and it'd been cool if like Han Solo and them were like robbing Jabba's cousin, <laughs> and then you find, that's how they meet Jabba. He hires them to like rob his cousin, mm-hmm. and then that's cool. You get to get introduced to new huts, and mm-hmm. I thought that would have been good, but they didn't do it because they do whatever they want. They usually mess up. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really excited about this whole second, except for except for War, except for Rogue One, like episode what was it, episode seven. Mm. Episode yeah. seven, like um, was I was excited because I see like all the posters with John Boyega with the lightsaber. I'm like, mm-hmm. cool, mm-hmm. my man about to get a lightsaber and it's not purple. I'm cool with that. And I watched the movie and he had blasters and I was mm. like. Okay. Yeah, the lightsaber for like ten seconds yeah, got I'm scrubbed like, and that's, by, and that's the and that's the picture you gave me. And I was like so excited to see John Boyega be a Jedi, but he's not. And I was like, that kind of killed it for me. Mm-hmm. But that's like J.J. Abrams' thing, like misdirection. Yeah, he does that. How about you just di- direct? How about you give me what I want? Yeah, man. No. Like, don't make it difficult. I'm glad to hear Star Wars people gripe about that because when he directed the the Star Trek reboots, I think we all felt. The same way we were like, bro, no one asked for all this GQ lens flare, bro. Like, <laughs> what is going on? All right, so that makes me feel a little bit better about that. Uh, oh, can I say one more thing since sure, since yeah. our Cap- El Capitan is not here? Ooh. I think. Oh, I, I'm not. I ain't gonna say nothing crazy. Calm down, oh. man. I ain't gonna. You ain't calling me after the show. I was. No, excited. I was excited. No, I was just gonna say because we're still. There's been all this debate about. All right, what are we gonna watch and review in place of Walking Dead and Game of Thrones? Um, I would put Watchmen on the table. I think there's gonna be a lot of layers there to unpack. Um, which the whole thing with Carnival Row is, we felt like there was only like the really that one layer of racism at play but I think um, Watchmen is going to have a lot of different themes that are going to recur through the show that might be interesting and uh, interesting to discuss so you just want me watching HBO <laughs> what's wrong with that it's not the well, it's still the showrunner thing but they're not doing it it's not them. I, I got. I they got. they ran off to go get Disney money. They messed up the ending of Game of Thrones so they could go get 
Disney money. So they they on my list forever. <laughs> they ran the sugar daddy. <laughs> yeah, it's like, but I've been watching this show too long and trying to figure out how to watch it, <laughs> like to be real, for y'all to just like do what do what they did. That sloppy hot mess ending. So it's not them though, and it's and it's Regina King. I know. So you got. I got. I got theories. I'm not trying to be heavy because we got guests. We got company. So I'm trying to be. You know you, I mean, you, yeah. You you like Kennedy? I don't want. Well, you gotta be. You gotta be like the straight man tonight. I know. So that's boring. I'm down with the spilling of the tea. Yeah. I want. I want. Yeah. So my beef with HBO is that ever since they tried and failed to get that show Confederacy off the ground. Confederate. Confederate. They've been actively trying to uh, program black stories so they don't lose the demographic. There wasn't a push for them to get black stories the way there was beforehand. Well, who else? What other stories? Um, Insecure is huge, right? But that, that was, I thought that was, that was after? No. But they, they were they were threat they were like not going to keep it for a little bit there and the people were petitioning for it oh, and then Confederate okay. was about to happen and they got backlash. They're like, But wait, we have insecure. Okay. You can't I got leave, you. you know? I got you. I got um you. so I just feel like once you take the blue pill, once you take the red pill, it's hard to plug back into the matrix. Uh, I'm. It's, it puts you in that weird position, right? Like, because you want there to be black programming, right? You want them to have the major platform like HBO, certainly. Um, but at the same time, you know, I I want that to happen from a genuine place, as opposed to me, as opposed to them being scared they're going to lose a demographic. Um, same thing I found out about uh, the Washington Post is owned by um, uh, Jeff Bezos now. And I was like, well, yeah, he's 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 got a whole bunch of markets cornered. And it's really um, frightening because like a bond villain. Yo, he really all the multimillionaires are bond villains. Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, Mm -hmm. Elon Musk, Mm -hmm. like they're all um, on some. On some, uh, oh, geez. Now some I, cabal, I, like a tech cabal. Yo, it's it's really like, and it's upsetting because you want there to be progression, right? Especially in the realm of tech, which will bring us to our, our point in just a moment. Um, but when Jeff Bezos owns article uh, Washington Post, I'm like, nope, not spending any more money. But you get articles like how to be anti-racist by this brother Ibram Kendi, Ibram X. Kendi, like, I want to support this dude's work. I want to make sure that his publication sales are husky enough that he can go and print articles, hard-hitting, important articles in other major publications, maybe make enough money that he can start his own publication so you ain't got to worry about working for nobody else's plantation. Like, But it's hard to do that when... Don't get me started with anti-capitalism as it pertains <laughs> to imperialism and colonialism, yo. Like, this is not the show that I wanted. I wanted to talk about... Black people coding. <laughs> and coffee. And, you know, coffee, too, because <laughs> we must drink a lot of that. But before I get into that, one more piece of news, uh, thanks to our, our intern here. Um, Octavia Spencer and Melissa McCarthy are cast in a new film. Is this a film or a series? I think it's going to be a, a movie. It looks like a film yeah. uh, called Thunder Force. It's actually pretty dope. Um, they're mod- they're t- some photos 
uh, on the web here uh, of them modeling their new superhero costumes. Oh, it's a Netflix show, Upcoming oh, Thunder Netflix Force, show, okay. uh, written by McCarthy's husband, Ben Falcone. Uh, also, McCarthy and Falcone are producers. Um, I'm glad that Octavia Spencer is involved. This is going to be dope. Thick Johns and superhero costumes, I'm here for that. Here for that. And last but not least, I, ne- was, I neglected to mention last week the first ever all-woman spacewalk happened on Friday, October 17th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was hesitant to talk about... Wait, was it the 17th? Yeah, it was Friday. Yeah. I was hesitant to talk about it on the air on Thursday because I didn't want to jinx it, God forbid, because right. things no, get delayed right. all the time. Weather happens, you know what I mean? could be anything. Um, but for the first time ever... All, two women, not a woman and a man, not two dudes, two women perform their own spacewalk. It's the 221st spacewalk um, performed by the Space Station Assembly. But as I said, it's the first one to be conducted entirely by women. NASA astronauts Jessica Mir and Christina Koch. It's the first spacewalk for Mir. She'll be the, become the 15th woman overall and the 14th woman to spacewalk. Um, what's cool about this is it sets up uh, a lot of things, it sets a lot of things in motion for the upcoming Artemis missions, which will be us revisiting the moon and using that as an opportunity to platform on our way to Mars. So it's all about just building that foundation uh, for space exploration. I'll talk about a little bit of that more in December for space heads. Um, but I'm glad uh, the ladies went well. Um, I'm glad they held their own when talking to the that, that ape in the White House the other day. Did y'all hear about that? Nope. Yo, they, there was a call from the ISS to the White House, and he boxed it up. He said it was like the first spacewalk ever by his first women's spacewalk. They were like, no, no, just the first with two, my dude. And then he gives them like the sneak middle finger. Like he scratches his eyebrow, and it was like his middle finger. What? Oh, yeah. no, you can that. do that on the air. You just can't yeah. <laughs> say what that implies. What a oh, what a mook! And then and then like most recently he um, compared this uh, the imp- uh, impeachment proceedings to a lynching. Right. Yeah. Like how? And like uh, how, <laughs> how intentionally dismissive of black trauma can you possibly be? Like I. <laughs> oh wow. Just just when you. Mm-mm. I don't want to talk about that because I got to be the middle man and I don't have let it reel me in. So I'm so. glad you mentioned it. Um, <laughs> it was wrong of this person to say that. I hope they impeach him. I hope them hang him out to dry. I hope uh, AOC has something to do with it because she nailed uh, Mark Zuckerberg to the wall during this proceeding yesterday. But what was that about? Because I actually saw it, but I was like, I was not 100% sure what was going on. The line of questioning was something to do with how Facebook vets their ads and who is checking their facts on these ads and 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 you know just basically calling into focus a lot of conservative right wing. Um, and reportedly proven racist uh, organizations were involved with a lot of their ads and political stuff. Okay. So she was calling all that out like, hey, um, what's this about? He was like, I thought we was all eating the chips. <laughs> like your boy looked at the camera and everybody was like, don't look at me. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you, this is your stuff here. That's all you money. Whew. Get on my daggone nerve. Eat the rich. Okay. 
So the best way to overcome oppression is through ingenuity. And what better way in the 21st century to to think about ingenuity and to cultivate it is through the technology and the industry that goes with it, um, which brings us to coding. <laughs> Code gang. Code gang. Now, I, I brought you two on tonight um, because it occurred to me that we have not had a lot of tech programming this year. I try to mention it during my segment every week, but we never have anybody really, really get into the, the the guts of it, right? We're all fans of technology. Obviously, we all use it. Um, but I, I speak English and the black English vernacular. I don't speak no other languages <laughs> fluently um, like C++ or any of them. I knew a little bit of basic HTML that I used during my live journal days so I could format my, <laughs> so that I could format my posts. But outside of that, that's the extent of it. And, and really, when you look at what apps are being made, um, what things can be encrypted and how. And I'm, I'm thinking of revolutionary uses for these things, but everyday stuff, um, it all boils down to coding. So so tell us, Josh, Joshua, Josh, Joshua. Josh is fine. Joshua, you don't like being called Joshua? Mm-mm. No? It's a little too... Never mind. He's Josh is fine. Okay. <laughs> we want to air him. All right. <laughs> Joshua, Co- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Josh and Corey, uh, tell us about Code Coffee and Culture. How did you guys meet? You said you were best friends in the studio. How long y'all been friends? Mm. How long you've been doing this show? All that stuff. I want, I spilled, talking about spilling tea. Spill the tea. I, I, I knew this dude for too long. Too long. So I knew this dude since like forever, since as long as I can remember. Kindergarten. Okay. Kindergarten. Uh, Kindergarten. Kindergarten. Oh, wow. Kindergarten. You know. Are you from the area? You from Philly? North. North, North Philly. I'm sorry. North. North. North, North Philly. North. Twenty third in Jefferson. Yeah, you know. Lumberg Projects. Right. They, rest in peace. Shout out. Yeah, they knocked <laughs> Temple knocked down our, our our childhood mansion. They've been uh chomping at that uh, pop, pro- property for like decades. Right. But uh, we knew each other for a long time. We got into technology or coding. I would say 2013, 14, 2013, 2014, 2014, 2014. Solid five years now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I um, I started off on the website. I was on doing websites and things of that nature, and then Josh was uh, he was Josh was doing Android or Android development for Android apps. But currently, we kind of flip flopped. <laughs> okay. I'm doing strictly iOS stuff, Apple devices, Apple um, apps for um, the iPhone, and Josh is doing uh, full web stack. So websites, websites back end services, server code, uh, mainly JavaScript and, and things like that. Um, but back to what we say, how we yeah, we met. How we met yeah. First grade, grew up in the inner city. Um, North Philly went to Reynolds. Right across the street. John F. Reynolds, yeah, yeah, right across from the project we lived in. Um, always were like nerdy on the nerdy side of things. So I'm pretty sure we all can attest to kind of the struggles of being like a nerdy kid in the inner city. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's like people saying you act white or just the rejection of all the things uh, that you typically like. Yeah, not playing basketball, not tall. We, we felt that right <laughs> Oh, of God, I know what that's like. Yo, man, I, to this day, you play football, man? You play ball? <laughs> Why not, uh, man? <laughs> we need to get you out on. We need to get you out on this field. You don't know. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You, you sure you don't play football? I'm pretty sure. You I'm want to? Sure. <laughs> um, when I was in grade school, our drama teacher was the basket was the baseball and football coach, mm-hmm. and he required the boys to try out for to audition 
for certain roles. Yeah, like if you don't audition, Mm -hmm. then you don't get on this team. Like you can try out for this team all you want, but unless you audition too, you're automatically not getting on the team. So it was like forced. Like maybe I just want to be artistic. Maybe I... I actually like theater. The, the theater was like one of my favorite classes in college. It was like yeah. acting, acting one, acting two. Yeah. Acting two, acting two is dope. But we did too much Shakespeare, right. and I, I didn't really want to do Shakespeare too much. Uh, what was that play called? Um, we were uh, what was it? The oh. Merchant of Venice. Ugh. The Merchant of Venice, and um, it was like it was fun and all. But I just want to do more contemporary things, more yeah. like, more modern things. I'm like, why do we constantly kind of constantly go back to Shakespeare? Constantly go back to Shakespeare. And then you're graded on those things, and you're not even really vibing with it. Mm-hmm. And you just again, like with like that diversity and inclusion, yep. having like a widespread. Uh, a good span of, of voices mm-hmm. right and like it permeates in everything whether it's tech whether it's theater whether it's art it's just like i don't i don't want to do shakespeare like yeah. i don't bang with him like yeah. i just want to and like harken back to the like the diversity in tech and like how like important it is to have like having black people with minorities period in technology is like so so important greatly important especially like how everything like in this room everything is coding like your banking your mobile phone the thing that's attached to us everything is like coding and like just having like computers are computers only can do what you tell it to do the computer is like the dumbest thing dumb dumbest thing ever until you program it you know and the computer is only limited to or the, the the computer takes upon the biases of the person that's programming it so like we all we all black in here. We all use Facebook, Instagram. We all use think retina scanners or things that scan your hand and things like that. If it's only white people or like non-black people in those rooms, right? No one's thinking about it. And we and we can all attest to this. We all play video games, right? Why yeah. is it like no shape ups on video games? <laughs> and, and that's kind of like kind of silly, but it kind of makes sense, like, right? Everyone watches it. Everyone watches the. Everyone watches the NBA. We mm. got we got Dreadhawks. We got Mohawks. We got Faze, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But when every time you play an RPG. You either got ball, ball, which is which is neutral, but we right. kind of take that. But even though it's neutral, it's a ball. Um, you got like a season, but there's no lineup, and no line like, <laughs> like yeah. So I feel like I really don't count for us. I feel like that's like a buzz cut, right? And then you might have you might have some locks. You might have some locks, but and they're always get, tied back because yeah. they don't know how to get hair together, or you need a retwist, and it just don't work. Like, yeah, and it's like a little weird. And I'm like, who? Why is no one in these rooms? And this is just this, and this is just in video games, and this is like. Not really important, but um, but that being an example and that permeates permeates into so many different things. Like, yeah, we all have been in the bathroom and uh, try to get the soap. That, yep. that don't work. Me. Did y'all see that Facebook video where the uh, where um the the data sets that they use to test the motion detector uh must have taken into consideration color. So someone did a test where they put like white paper over the hand. It was a African guy. He put white paper yeah. over his hand. And then scanned it, and then it worked. But whenever he put his brown hand underneath Nothing. it, it didn't work. And, and we talked about the video games, mm-hmm. right? But that bias can spill into other things, like you were like saying, the emojis. Like with how whenever there's a bottom of a hand, or, or like it's a dark skin hand or a dark skin foot, like you know one thing. Mm-hmm. It's you know the one same thing. as mine, bro. Like why is why <laughs> is the bottom of this person's foot? The same color as the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Apple, do you not pay attention to what people of color look like? Mm-hmm. And like, and, and like, they might seem so small, but you gotta tackle the small things until it's too late and it's something really important. Yeah, right. like one, really, really important. Because one of the the things we talk about often is if you have primarily white uh, white people there and experience coding uh, products and services, 
but those things can spill into like law enforcement, right? Yep. Yep. Or when we start using big data and, yeah. and information I'm to cool. that's, that's real serious. Go ahead, go ahead. affect legislation and to affect uh, policy. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that data is collected and not uh, looked at and combed over, because data is just data. Yep. Right. If it's not combed over from a diverse set of eyes, well, when policy comes into place, when things are, are, are talked about in these closed rooms that we don't have access to, then that affects black people in whole. Yep. Like whether that's automation um, and uh, whether that's like crime rates and things like that, like we're just looking at... and. Like we say, when we, what we're afraid of and why we're a big proponent of black people getting into these spaces, what happens when we start having those discussions about black crime and what yep. black people need to do and the data is skewed and the data is incorrect or looked at at a certain level? And us knowing the nuances of why the crime is up or why the, why the, data, the data might look this way. Mm-hmm. And we might go deeper to the extra level and be like, no, this isn't really why this is. This is why it is. Mm. And them not doing that. And just like, hey, this is just the data, and it becomes to, it comes to a point like they think it's just math. Like, no, data says this, so this is right. It's black and white. Thus, we can do this because people don't understand that uh, the data is created by people. Yep. So when people they take it as hard fact, like, well, the computer came up with it, so it's right. It's like, whoa, no, dude, it's not. It's not that simple. It's not like the computer's not this all-knowing thing that gets nothing wrong. Larry programmed it. Larry programmed that, <laughs> and Larry don't have black friends. Or he doesn't. He doesn't experience. He can't, only experience he has a black people is the, uh, the when he watched the Lakers or something. Right. You know, and uh, and if not us not being in those rooms and just talking about just from an economic level, you know, um, uh, like we all had my we all had MySpace and stuff like that. And we all like yeah. changed like. I uh, didn't. Are y'all even old enough to remember MySpace? And what you mean you didn't? You didn't have I a didn't, MySpace. Really? I didn't have MySpace. Word? What? No. Like, I mean, for real, like, in my, like, my house, like, we didn't get a computer until maybe my senior year in high school. So that was, to date myself, prior to 2001. Um, And, yeah, I used to go to, like, my aunt slash cousin's house to, like, type up my my papers for school because we didn't have one at home. So, so the internet was not. Even though I knew of the internet, it wasn't a thing that I spent a whole lot of time on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so I just, that was never a thing it, that I had access to. And that's crazy, because, like, you say that, and that's the story for a lot of black people. Yep. Like, I feel like I didn't really have access to the internet until, like, 2005, 2006. Yo, yo me. I didn't get a computer until you got a computer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And I won that in a competition. Right? Like, oh, wow. Like, we, like, that wasn't even like regularly bought. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. So, we hear these great stories of the Mark Zuckerbergs and... The who? It, yeah, right? <laughs> and all these other tech geniuses who started coding when they were 13. People in the inner city don't have access to that. You don't get a computer until it's too late. Yeah, or if you if it is around, it's like don't touch it, you might break it. Right, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, yeah, and, and like, it's like don't so, be on that computer. It's like that's like, the whole, what's the point of having it? Point of the computer. Yeah. And that's just that, like that's a means of systemic oppression. Yep. That we don't have access to like, that. You gotta let him tinker so he can figure something out. So mom, he can get this six figure skill and take care of you. <laughs> Every tech billionaire is like, oh, I broke three computers. I took apart my parents' thing and. Then I put it back together. Like not having ha 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 me. That was a beating. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like not having the ability to fail, just to figure things out, like really hinder. And like um, talking about automation, and like how like everything is getting automated, and and we're our us are going to be like the biggest, most vulnerable, most vulnerable 
demographics are uh, to automation. Like all those jobs that's going to go, all them low income jobs or them entry level jobs and stuff like that, all them jobs that can be automated, we're going to be affected uh, the most. Because mm. uh, like we're the least with the we're the least demographic that has like that has like no technical skill really. Mm. So it's, uh, that's why we have to get more people into these fields so we're not left behind because. This is the um, this this particular period of time. You can learn how to code for if you have an internet connection and you have a laptop. Uh, you can you can learn how to code for any, if you have an internet connection or a laptop. You can learn how to code and it's having the willingness and the time to do it. But it's going to become a time when you can't do that. Don't know when, don't know how, but it's going to be a time because this is a window. And if you don't take advantage of that, just a jump to a certain economic level for you for yourself and for your family and for the future generation is going to be left behind because it's going to become a time where it's like it's going to be either super rich and people that's not that has nothing because there's no more getting a job at cvs no more being a cashier here there's no more being a bag boy like how it is like kind of now right especially 10 years ago it's going to be oh my parents has a my parents have a dope job and they have a way to get me into something it's no more walking in like hey can you uh hire me i'm just a young kid it's like yeah. ah, no, we have this robot. Exactly, he does. You know? His name is Dan. You and know, he's a robot. Like you, you look at all these jobs. Like when you go on Shoprite, Acme, even Bank Teller, you see a lot of black people, and it's just like that job's gonna go away. And it's yeah. scary because I want better for them. Yep, and this is like I don't, I don't, I don't want to be the only person coding. For us, right? Like I, I, I hate when I like, I hate like, when we go to like meetups and stuff like that. Yo, dude, it's like. I'm like craving to see like another black person. Like I'm like, as soon as I walk in, I'm combing, 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 combing. Oh yeah, combing. and then there's no one. Um, then That's you... my, one of my favorite games. <laughs> Spot the brown people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and you need more stuff like that. And we and like, and coding's a technical, a technical skill, you know. But you gotta partner that with like other skills like the other experiences other things that you're into like you're into video games you're into music you're into clothing etc all the extra stuff because like with coding you can it's like i guess like water you can put it with anything and you mm-hmm. can come out with something dope a lot of like programmers and coders right now they're not creative they're pretty lame honestly yo they super lame yo, yo dude it's like that's what you came up with like when we're doing like ui design and designing like websites or like mobile apps what is what like, is ui what is that like all the stuff that you see like when you go into um um when you go into instagram and like and it loads up and the background's like moving in certain colors it's a gradient and when you're at your home screen it's a scrolling page and it's a top nav bar and the, on the right hand side you can go to your dms on the left hand side you can go to your camera and like how how to design that it's okay. like the visual thing that the user interacts with, you know, and like making it look dope. Like if you look at, yeah, if you look at a lot of stuff, it's like it looks kind of the same. It's kind of it's kind of lame. Like oh, it's a gradient, okay. And there's a and there's a space for that, right? Yep. Because um, like you were saying, like we go into like these tech communities and these tech spaces, and it's dry. It's is dry. It's, crazy. <laughs> it's like a desert in there. That nobody it. has any sauce. Not at all. No drip. I'm like nothing. <laughs> Like, you putting that purple with that red? Like, come you on, think bro. that's cool? You right. can't coordinate. You putting red with blue? Like, yo, man, and like, and I'm like, and and you can partner that, like, um, and and we're so creative in that. I was way, about right? to say, so it's important to have some type of graphic design or yeah. some type of design interest at least yeah. if you're going to be coding as well. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, just having, just you have to do it. You have to get, you, you have to get to it because it's like, um, in our communities, either like. It's always like entertainment stuff, like always. It's always entertainment stuff, and it's just like 
we have to kind of diversify like the roles we can like the roles. Yo, I got you. <laughs> I've been thinking about it. I had a couple conversations with a couple people from a couple different countries. You know what I'm saying this is international. All right, I've got an excellent way to diversify the uses and how to utilize black programmers, bro. Like I, ooh, mm, mm, mm. She got you. Mm, mm. I'm going to say that for the other half of the show, though, because I got questions and it okay. get heavy. Now, um, did the British, did you two go to school together, like, all the way up through through college as well? Or did you... I feel like you were at Temple. Were you at Temple? Why do I feel like... No, we were at CCP. Okay. And then we dropped out because we had bills to pay. Yeah, you, hey, know, you, you know, know. The black tax, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, it, it hits hard. It hits hard. Um, but funny thing is, we weren't even in school for coding we were there for business administration right yo um, nice it was funny like yo, we were planning to uh, be a, a business accountings and wrestle on the weekends we we're gonna be pro wrestlers <laughs> oh <word. laughs> that was like the wow. goal yo, yo we, we <laughs> planned to be pro wrestlers since we were like kids yo. and then like we were in middle school they were like what do you want to be when you grow up and we were like professional wrestlers, wrestlers. And they and look, like you're too smart for that what, what, what do you really want to be <laughs> I, had one teacher, I, had, I, miss, I had one teacher like sit me down like Corey <laughs> <laughs> no I'm like why not <laughs> I mean I feel like you could still do that AEW is a thing now right yeah. that could be your gimmick I, I've been yo the street profits told, t- they, took our gimmick yo that was our gimmick they took well, it the street profits and the usos Took our gimmick, yo. It was the Usos, they, I mean, that's just embedded in their DNA. But that's uh, them. But really, the street no, new, no new Usos, not the old oh, Usos, okay, the new okay. Usos, hood Usos. They want to wear white forces. Yeah. <laughs> I want them on those, not I the face paint, yeah. not the face paint chunky ones, not those. <laughs> but um, that was our whole gimmick. When I seen the Usos, I call, I instantly called him. Yeah, turn on your TV. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm half asleep. I'm like, what? What you talking about? And I'm, I was tight. Even though I'm not even doing it no more. I'm still tight. I'm hey, like, no, that's accepted. They took that from your dreams. Like, oh, word? Yeah, we'll Yo, man, it's ridiculous. Quick. It's like, y'all ain't execute on that? But then, <laughs> say less. But we got it. We got it. But we, we got into code when we uh, linked up with our uncle. And he was, um, was he a sysadmin at the time? Uh, yeah, he was a sysadmin. He was a sysadmin at the time. He was just like, yeah. He was our it. mentor, basically. Like, uh, OG. He basically was like, get into this. And that's, that's that was the whole the yeah. whole thing and he like right. for like like years of hounding us down he finally got us to start coding <laughs> he was like I'm telling you code we were like okay cool oh, hey cool 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 yeah. like I'm telling you code we was like ah oh hey nah we trying to do this wrestling you thing. really looking out cause you can y'all. cause he you was. can do it you don't need a CS degree it's a little harder mm-hmm. but you don't have to have $80,000 in debt all, right. you need, all, you need, all you need is time all you, all you need is time and that connection and laptop and some like determination and some perseverance we call it we say all you need is your will and your skill that's all you need dude honestly and like what? And like the hardest part about being self-taught is landing your first gig. Mm. Once you land the first gig, it doesn't like no one looks at you. See, like, what, do you have a degree? Do you not have a degree? They instantly look at your experience. Yeah, you know. And it's like you can take care of your family and do something different. You know, impact the world honestly, because mm. you can either go the startup route or you can just go um, and call for a company and make some make some good money, or you can just hop back and forth, work for a company for a year, get some experience, know how to know how the company works, pop out, you have your own idea. Have your startup. It can it can fail. It cannot. But you get an experience. And then Moonlight is a pro wrestler on the weekends. Yep. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> listen, man. Y'all could be Tiger you Millionaire. Might, you might wake it back up in me. I don't need that. Mm. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. The future is now. You may as well. You already overcame that obstacle, mm-hmm. right? Like you said, like we don't have inner city black folks don't have access to resources that all the supervillains have access to. Right. So you already got over that, right? Mm-hmm. You already got over that 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 
that glass door of not having a degree, right? Mm. Boom, you're already in there in that regard. So why not moonlight? Come on, dog. <laughs> Come on. I, I'm also just like really, really, really wanting an ECW resurgence. <laughs> and I, I feel like I just I don't see why I don't see why this couldn't happen. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Maybe if this app we build and take off will. Yo, listen, man. Will you, will if I get some money? free time. I, listen, I make an appearance. I do something. I try, I'll at least listen. I'll at least train. Okay. I'll at least train. Start a wrestling. Company. I gotta feel how that bump feel. The first bump. That's going. <laughs> that's going to dictate everything. I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Um, but uh, but yeah, and just like, I th- I feel like coding. Uh, the hard, the really hardest part about coding is sitting at your computer for. F- at minimum four hours. Right. That's the hardest part. Sitting still, looking at a computer, and figuring it out. Because you have to retrain your mind. You know, like you have to learn about classes and objects and uh, learn object oriented pro- object oriented programming and things of that nature. And like when you first look at it, you're like, what is this even talking about? Right. You know? But once you get over the and, and you're gonna wanna quit. Guarantee I quit about twenty times. You're gonna you're definitely gonna wanna quit, but you constantly got to keep tackling and tackling and tackling, and that and that kind of trains yourself to get a certain level of discipline and in, in yourself, and that kind of permeates into everything. Whether it's gym, your regular work life, it's just like it kind of changes your whole mind. If you can be on a ball court and shoot a hundred thousand jump shots or something like that, there's no reason why you can't sit here and kickly clack at a keyboard. Yeah, you know, and and have a better success rate of being successful. You know, like you getting a coding job. Is more likely than you getting to the, the NBA, NBA just by sheer yeah. number of uh, slots for the NBA. Yep. You know, and uh, you still live a still live a dope life, and you can still still be a, you, can, you can still do those those wrestling dope. gigs on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Josh, you might bring the worldwide winners back. Listen, World listen, winners. listen. I will be the hype nerd. Like, let's go. You going to be our manager? Listen, that's the shtick. <laughs> that's the shtick. We don't know. If, I mean, it all depends on if you want to be faces or heels. Definitely I heels. Think, definitely heels. Oh, then let's go, baby. Definitely, definitely let's heels. go. I see while we were taking an acting class. We got to get our promo skills down. Yo, 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 promo. yo. Mike skills, you already do a podcast. You already understand the importance of language, whether it's spoken, written, or digital, mm-hmm. right? Uh, if you want to be a heel, yo, it's like Revenge of the Nerds Part 28, bro. Let's get it. Mm. Revenge of the Blurds. The Blurred Insurgents. I like that. Yo, you can call yourself the Insurgents. I like that. <laughs> We're really out here. Stick Let's with go. me, kid. You'll go far. <laughs> Sound like a manager. Listen. It's like no cosplaying nerds. Like that's a big part of the that's a big part of the black experience is like that nerdy demographic of like cosplayers yeah it's not a lot of representation there it's not you'd be that could be a gimmick no nah, see here's what you do cool, you wear you wear <laughs> you wear uh, a black unitard with some gold detailing and every match is a different plastic mask <laughs> it's a different superhero Looking like gold dust <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you, I mean, if you want, if you want to do all that, I ain't, I ain't. That's, that's what you described. No, no, no. I don't mean, described. I don't mean, I don't mean like. But gold dust was like his skin was gold, right? No, he had a leotard on. Had Who am I thinking that had gold skin? I mean, he did like his face, his face, he had face paint, paint, but his whole body was covered in a leotard. Yeah, I don't like leotard. A jumpsuit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with a leotard. <laughs> a lower jumpsuit or something. 
Huh? You wanted like a like a tracksuit? Oh, if it was velour, we gonna have some. <laughs> when you pass out, like you can't be wrestling a velour suit. <laughs> that depends on what kind of jumpsuit it no, is. No, no. A fubu jean. It's got okay. So you come out in the velour jumpsuit, the yep. velour fubu jean. Yeah. Right. Except instead of fubu, it's a. Uh, Kabubu, coding by us for us. So whatever the acronym. I got you. Right? You come out in the velour, but you gotta have something aerodynamic underneath. Otherwise, we can have like we can, some Air Jordans. Yeah, hey, listen, we got we gonna we gonna don't, we, look. Don't make this in the crime time now. I can't. No, 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 no. no. We gonna wrestle in some Adidas Adidas sweatpants. Right. <laughs> there you some go. Adidas sweatpants, some trainers, and yeah. some and some sleeveless shirts. Yeah. Oh All right. Cool. Oh. But. It's gotta be a different mask every week when you come out, and then you you when you go to your 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 corner stance and you pull the mask off, and the crowd goes wow. They're like, Wah! which one is it? We don't know because we think all black people look the same. Like even though they're completely different in sight and build, and like whatever. Oh my god, it's ridiculous. It's uh, ridiculous. I, I I can have a whole foot on someone. And they'll be like, aren't you John? Nah, no, dude, no, not that's not John. Who I am. Like five, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> call it the insurgents. Hashtag Revenge of the Nerds. Revenge of the Blurds. <laughs> Let's go. Like, we got to talk about this. They Obviously. They're going to make us jobbers, yo. Plus, plus. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to make us jobbers. Are you like, we blurs? Uh, <laughs> blurs? Yeah, all right. That's cool. What's your, what's your tag team finisher move? What is it going to be called? Oh, uh, we going to be the, um. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. Retri- the compiler. <laughs> I like that. The I like what? that. The, I compiler? Like the, com- the compiler. The compiler. Okay. It's Yo. a program reference. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> Dude, we could do though. all the program references. Yeah, we no. could do... Um, backslash sarcasm for like an <laughs> off the back rope. And I'm saying, yo, how many how many um, tag teams in professional wrestling have a woman manager? One. Uh, exactly. Two. How many <laughs> have black women managers? They don't That's know. what I thought. Zero, zero, Three. Zero. Yeah. Let's go. Right. <laughs> Let's go. No, the blur thing could be our face gimmick. Yeah, a I, I hill gimmick could be the Black Attack Squadron. <laughs> <laughs> the Black that just sounds hard. Like Attack Squadron. Squadron. Don't that sound hard? I like that. The Black like Attack that. Squadron. Yeah. Like you can come out and then like. You can, you can like you can you can train interns and stuff and have them just like they can they can surround the ring with like lap with laptops. Right. And just kind of like just running. <laughs> they could do that, or they could be running simulations of what moves you got to move next, and you get like headphones. They can look like agents from the Matrix. That's kind of bro. Like let's go. But she's booking it. Make Let's it. go. <laughs> he is booking it. The finisher, control, alt, delete. That's it. Yeah! Yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it first here on Black Tribbles. Control on delete. I like that. Rest you heard it first. Phone users. Oh man, I'm sorry, y'all. That's Don't ill. Be good. The control like, delete. Oh, right. They're going for it. They're going oh, for it. Already. The control. The control. Alt. Alt. Delete. Oh man. My God. Oh my God. Never. Oh, we got a phone call on that one. That's how lit that was. <laughs> Let's see if I can do what Len couldn't last week. Mm. Dang. Don DeMarco. Bow, bow. Shots fired. Like, it's like that. Uh, control You're live on Black Triples. Who's this? Mm. You're live on Black Triples. Who's this? Mm. Well, call Yerp. back and try again. Yerp. <laughs> mm. Sorry, hun. I tried. Just call back and try again. Try back. Try call again. Call us back. Hit us back. Yo, Matt, 
That would have been dope. While we're here. The top of the hour. But you're in good company, Kennedy. Well, we will master the phone. I know, right? I was going to hit us with a fancy drone. I got I got 20 seconds before right, I hit the top cool. of the hour. Shoot, I'm going to get that new wrestling game. I'm going to have to make that like a real tag team. Yo, I hope yeah, somebody's yeah. taking notes. I- intern, are we taking notes? <laughs> <laughs> He's over here. We should get that control up, bro. That could be a gimmick. The intern. Yeah. <laughs> he wrestles our matches for us. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to WPPM LP. All right, let's see if we can try this again. Hello, caller. You're live on Black Tribbles. Who's this? What's crazy is when we look at this recording later, we're going to be able to hear this person. Oh, yeah. That's what happened last week, right? Yup. Ooh. I think so. Um, oh, hold on. Hold the door. I know what it is. Hello, caller. You're live on Black Tribbles. Who's this? <laughs> all right it's all good hello call me live oh there we go there we go, oh, we got it. Yeah! you're live on black triples who's this Corey from ameri media yo what's up yo 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 <laughs> i'm glad y'all got that figured out yeah. <laughs> twerking for technology what's good Corey? what's on your mind <laughs> Nothing much. I had um I had I had two things I wanted to say. Okay. One, your finishing move should be called the blue screen of death. Oh, oh. I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that could be our signature. I yes. like that. I like yes. that. You win. Oh my god, ladies and gentlemen, I've only heard of this, but I've never seen it in real life. <laughs> Windows <laughs> users know it from nineteen ninety eight, but never in my life have I seen a Macintosh screen pop up the blue screen of death. See, I gotta be an announcer too, otherwise it's boring. Yo, it's over man. before it even starts. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. What's up? What's up? What's up? Corey? And and the other and the other and the other thing I'm I'm, I'm writing it, but I was like I want I, w- I would love to just talk about it for a second. Okay, okay. I'm kind of I'm kind of thrown how Martin Scorsese and Francis Ford Coppola have become those two angry old guys that are Muppets. <laughs> just Who um oh uh, Statford and Waldorf? Yes. I find it so weird, especially since back in the day, everyone looked at them too like they were crazy. But now they're looking at guys like James Gunn, J.J. Abrams, and got, they're like, "Yeah, you guys with your crazy sci-fi and your comic books, boo!" <laughs> I mean, that's everybody. Eventually, all of us are going to turn into our 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 ordinary grandfather at one point. <laughs> Get, I mean, it's already happened to Randy. He had a whole show oh, called I... Get Off My Line. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh, Some of us get there sooner than others. I just think it's so I think I just think it's so weird. I'm like, come on. Why can't you guys just be cool like Steven Spielberg? <laughs> I mean, ain't nobody cool like Steven Spielberg. Yeah, that's not the bird. Yeah. <laughs> Steven Spielberg wants to bring back the Animaniacs and we're, and we're going to let him be great. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that, yo. The Animaniacs was great because it was a commentary on, on uh, old Hollywood and 90s pop culture. And 90s pop culture is way more rich than 2010 pop culture. Like, I feel like... Maybe they'll touch on that. Mm. 
But how, then that runs the risk of it turning into, I was you in, in, in Animaniacs 1.0. We had real things to talk about. You kids make it easy with your Kanye West <laughs> and your Kardashians. And what is a Cardi B anyway? <laughs> I have a, I can imagine an episode where they where they where they like raid Kanye West's music video. Oh god. That's funny. It's too easy. They interrupt Sunday service. Yo. Yes. Not the service. Yes. <laughs> Kanye's like crying. <laughs> All right, man. That's that's something to think about for sure. I appreciate but, you sticking with the phone thing too, bro. That was word. much love for that. <laughs> it's all good. Was was this in pertaining to the him saying Marvel movies aren't real movies? Scorsese? Yeah. Oh. I mean, he's After right. thought, I just thought, I thought it was weird, especially coming Don't from him and Francis, Francis Ford Coppola, since the majority of their legacy is just a repetitive look at Italian-American stereotypes. There you go. I mean, yeah. I second. But, you know... I, I don't. I don't. I. I. I, I, I don't want to be mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's there's validity in that for sure, for sure. But hey, guys, you're doing excellent as always. Be well, and I'm listening. Oh, <laughs> we'll be in touch soon. Though. Right, that was weird. Watching. Thanks for listening. All right, uh, control. All right, good. Right, control all delete. Blow. Hey, I figured it out. Hey, I figured it out. Hey, I figured it out. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> figured it out. Wow, the whip. <laughs> wow, the whip. Yo, I feel really good about myself. <laughs> What's wrong, Dante? Why are you spazzing? Get on one of the microphones. Because I knew you were going to whip it all around. Oh, shut up. You just mad because... Never mind. I'm going to be nice. Actually, just real quick. So real quick. So I understand what you guys do because I, like, I do system administrator all day. Okay. So, and then like when I, I'm in a group for like 3D printing and I'm the only black guy there. So I kind of understand where you're coming from with that. Like it, it's very hard because I don't see a lot of like black people in where I work. Like even like there's like a couple in our help desk area. Oh, yeah. And there's very few on our mobile team. Yep. But is a very few and it's like I wish more people get into it even like 3D printing like I wish I had more black people talk to you because it's just weird like me just being like the only one just looking around like um yeah, yeah. Okay. you can't really be yourself really yeah. right because conversations with black people are just different like it'd be ill yo oh, like when you found one in the meetup it's like y'all brothers yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like for like, the next two hours we family the, right, all, right. all the other people are like do you guys know each other it's like nah I just met them not at all <laughs> but yeah it, it's, it's just like I try um like I try to tell like even like young kids like then you started like you know I didn't honestly when I started with IT I had no experience at all like I learned from an ex and she showed me how to do everything and I was like all right cool and I was kind of given my got my job on a whim like mm-hmm. guy took it my manager took a chance on me he's like hey he's like yeah you got the job and I had to learn how to start taking taking apart computers on the job That's how to dope. install like how to fix issues printers and everything right on the spot That's but dope. when you get that knowledge. It's like okay, so now people recognize you for your knowledge. Like mm-hmm. even though you don't have a degree for it or yep. any like cert- certificates for it, then you, you're like they're like yeah, okay, so you know how to do this? Oh wow, like we do that here. Mm-hmm. So you'll be more you know you're familiar with it, and it helps you get the job, any other job. So you move up, and that's why I always try to tell people like if you're in IT, always try to learn everything that you can. Yeah. Because if once you learn everything you can, you go to somewhere else and they might use that same program. Yeah. 
then so you think it'll change. Work. Yeah, really? definitely. You got to constantly keep learning. You got to constantly. Oh, yeah. You know how many hours I spend in Starbucks, dude? You know me by now. I walk up with the same thing. Exactly. I'm going to sit over there for six hours. And I'm going to get it done. It's a lifestyle. You constantly got to keep learning. You can't just learn your one language. You're like, I'm going to sit on this for like three years. The skills atrophies or the skill atrophies will just rust real quick. If I don't code for like three weeks, I'm looking at certain stuff like uh looking at your code that you wrote like somebody yeah, else wrote it. I mm-hmm. wrote it. I'm like, I can't blame no one else. When I start, it's a blank screen. And if I come back and they can't understand it, like you gotta constantly it's like it's all momentum. You gotta constantly keep going and going. Yeah. And not for you, because even like sometimes like when I it's like when I look at my own computer, I'm like, Dad, how do I fix this again? Because mm. it's been so long since I had to actually take apart the computer and fix it again. Oh yeah. Like, once I start doing it, it's like okay, now it's starting to come back. But yeah. I definitely understand that. Just yeah. It and it's it's great that you mentioned that because that's like a once you get the skill, no one can take it from you. Nope. You can take it anywhere. You can take it on the east coast, west coast, mm-hmm. south coast. You can go. And, it's really going to south. <laughs> right, you can go. Yeah. The goal is to go to Africa and do it. If I that's just facts. Go to, like Nigeria and cold. Listen, and, like, yo. All right. So <laughs> go ahead, Isaiah. Say what you're about to say because I'm about to. This is what this is what I was waiting for. This is the moment I was waiting for. <laughs> so. I was talking to Kim Oliver, shout out to Kim, uh, from the UK, and we were talking about how do we circumnavigate oppressive systems to begin and sustain the revolution, right? Because no matter, because she posted this thing that blew my mind, it was like all black art is able to exist through white acceptance. And it Mm. took me a minute, it took me a good hour to realize I couldn't come up with a counter argument, right? Because even if you want to look to the extremes like Tyler Perry, right? He's got his own studio now, which means he could put all the black people in charge of everything. All that money still got to go to a white bank, right? right? So how do we establish systems that we can uh, build upon, uh, evolve, and then sustain for future generations without needing to be reliant upon somebody else's acquiescence. And I was like, even just talking about the revolution, if someone wanted to sit down and have a true like Black Panther conversation about how we're going to go about, you know, starting the revolution and and it won't be televised, but it can be digital. How do we go about doing that? And I was like, but we still gotta go through somebody else's satellite carrier. Like you still on somebody's phone. She was like, but there's black people encoding. And I was like, <gasps> you right. But and can so we talk about this a lot because yeah. we're very militant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you came to the right place. We hide oh, yeah. it, and this sounds very Pan African. I'm pulling out my back pocket now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we pull. Uh, we talk about like Pan Africanism a lot. Uh, and I was listening to. We, I follow a few influencers that are like in African countries. Um, and there's this dude named uh, Mikel Amin that brought up a good point. He was like a lot. He was like, I went to. He's like, I went to Kenya, and he's from the UK. But he's like, I went to Kenya, and like, I was like, yo, there's like no white supremacy here. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it, and I was like, I've never lived outside of a white supremacist yeah. lens. Like, mm-hmm. I've never viewed it, right? Yep. And then um, Akon, even back to the tech, Akon mentioned, he was like, yo, whatever you're going to build in the States, yep. build in Africa, right? Yep. And I think that's what... but. I think that's what we need to do to get outside because, um, again, Mikaela means to something that really resonated with me. He was like, you can't blow a balloon up from the inside. Nope. Mm. And you I gotta, was just like, oh. Yeah, you got to do it from the outside. Whatever you do in America, give back. 
Yeah. Whatever you do in Africa. Well, nah, you don't got to get back. But, <laughs> but, but you do, though. You do, yeah, though, yeah, because yeah. colonialism, particularly imperial colonialism, permeates those, those countries as well, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So many of them, so many of those countries, so many of those cultures have lost their indigenous languages mm-hmm. through colonization. There is still... West African countries that pay colony taxes to France, right? Mm. So, even even if you were to go digital over there, right, and and start a whole network on on uh, whatever you want, be it education, banking, nerd stuff, uh, black pro wrestling, whatever, mm. like all of that still has to be sent through who a white person satellite. So, I think Nigeria was is either has a space program or is starting a space program. They sent the satellite. Up. So that's the first step. Right, establishing a, an orbital presence so that our information can be transmitted on our own terms. Mm-hmm. Then it comes down to how do we transmit that information off of the ground? Who is building that code? Who is uh, encrypting that code so that it can't be hacked? Who is manufacturing the devices that can enable us to even utilize this code? Mm-hmm. So it all you really have to do like a whole system reboot. No, no pun. Hey, yeah. yo, talk. There's another finishing move. The, the reboot. The reboot. I like that. Bro, let's go. There's a there's a really good case study of this um, in uh, Cuba. Uh, they've because we know they've been sanctioned so heavily by the United States. And I mm-hmm. thought this was really ill. They have their own ad hoc internet. So they have like a series of servers that they set up because th- their ingenuity is crazy because they just didn't have access to anything new right. for so long. So they have a, a bunch of servers that they set up um, with Wi-Fi and they just connect to each other's servers mm-hmm. and they manage the passwords. And if anyone leaves the states, they'll download a bunch of files, come over and then just put them on the servers. So like they have like their own Netflix and they code it up, but it's completely disconnected from any satellites. It's just a bunch of servers running on electricity in somebody's house. Yep. That and like there's space for that. Like you can you can, you can do that. Yeah, you can probably work out something with like the Nigerian government um and like hey, like we want to create this this uh this 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 internet service provider. It's a lot of African ISPs. Mm-hmm. And like that's outside of it. Like that's that's outside of white supremacy. If you go over there, I mean, as, as African-Americans, a part of the diaspora, like, I feel like we have, uh, uh, we need to leave the United States more and go out there and network and interconnect and not just travel over there and take pictures and be like, oh, I was in Africa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so pan-African. Like, yeah, really go over there and like, and like you were saying with the, uh, the imperialism, the colonialism, not become like neo-colonists right. and like just take all the resources from people in the, like the, the indigenous populations there. But to like put in the time and intern in, at African companies, right. work and get to know people at the structural level and work your way up in it and then make your own possibly, right? Yeah. I think that's the way. Because uh, what was it like? Was it Liberia where like all these African-Americans went over there and like we just became like the, the bourgeoisie and mm-hmm. took all the... It, it was. I saw some documentary. It really left a bad taste in my mouth. Sounds like Liberia. Yeah, and like, ah, uh, it was gross. We became but, them. Yeah, we became them. Over there, yeah. And that's always a big fear. You don't want to just become them. Yeah. Right. You be careful though. Because um, yeah, we've been inside of white supremacy so much that sometimes we emulate it. Yep. And you don't want to. Sometimes. Mm. Oh my God. Kind of some the, one of the hardest things. <laughs> one of the hardest things I, I face. Because someone asked me recently, well, you preach all this, all this pan-Africanism, all this revolution stuff. Well, what are you doing to to bring that about? And honestly, me talking about it mm-hmm. is me doing that work, right? When you facilitate opportunities to have these conversations, then it gives people the opportunity to change their minds, right? 
Um, but when you talk about, or rather when you bring, when you bring technology into it, it reaches a much larger space. Cause I, you know, obviously there's grassroots work that's important, right? Mm-hmm. Having conversations, dismantling destructive systems from on an interpersonal level, mm-hmm. but that only goes so far. And, and nowadays uh, a week old news story is like ancient history yep. in the internet. So the dissemination and the dis- distribution of, of information has to be much, 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 much quicker. So in terms of what Cube is doing, it works for them because it's, they've, like you say, they've been on their own for so long that they've had to MacGyver their way into the 21st century. But I, I, I when I think about all of that and, and I'm listening to what, to what you two are saying now, it's like I, I'm looking at all of the heavy hitters economically mm-hmm. in the black community. Not necessarily just the wealthy black Americans either because there's a number of people on the continent that have so much wealth and so much capital mm. that are playing by these colonial standards. Like they're still, their perception is still through the lens of colonialism, mm. through the lens of supremacy. They might not be inundated with the imagery like we are over here or in other um, colonies, for lack of a better term, but they're still thinking about it in that way. And it's just like. I get that. Like, who are you acquiescing to? Like, why you don't got any like black academies yet? I, 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 I definitely yeah. understand what you're saying. Like, yeah, millions. It of dollars. makes sense. Like, like all, all his capital, no bank. You got all this money, but nothing. It, it looks away. Mm. It definitely looks away. You got too much money, and you just got cars or something, mm. or just something like nothing important. I'm like. I would th- I would hope to think that you getting to this level of a, uh, amassing this amount of wealth will have you be in a certain IQ range. I hope uh, you're just smart to a certain level, and you don't do anything to benefit anyone else besides yourself. You know, it don't you take that think. much. It don't take that much to build an academy, build a bank, build a grocery store, build a hospital, build something that's imp- that's important. Right. You know. Y'all listen to Jay Z. Y'all know better. <laughs> uh, I, I don't because I know better. <laughs> those those um, athletes know better. Sorry, shots fired. So <laughs> there's a film out on Netflix now called The Laundromat. Or is anyone familiar? I've seen it, but I didn't click it. <laughs> so it's um, basically an adaptation of the Panama Papers which is a story about... You're familiar with that? Isaiah turned his head. So the Panama Papers are are pretty much this uh, tea spilt of this uh, firm who manages people's offshore accounts. Basically, you're laundering wealthy people's money mm-hmm. um, into all these fraudulent, non-existent insurance companies and, and literally everything else. And it's actually really good. Like, I... I, I recommend uh, Gary Oldman and Antonio Banderas play the leads and it's just they have a really cool break the fourth wall kind of tongue in cheek it's my perspective kind of thing anyway one of the one of the people one of the wealthy people that they're laundering is uh, this African dude they don't tell you what country he's from but he's clearly from the continent and they have this ridiculous house like it's ridiculous like those things that you would see on lifestyle and the rich and famous like this is this brother's house like it's his house and i mean like his daughter rolls up from college in her c class like they got a whole staff setting up her graduation part just just wealth 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 
almost. You know straight, what I mean? Straight decadence. Just uh, <laughs> opulence. <laughs> this man gets caught cheating on his wife with his daughter's college roommate. Yikes. And, Why? Yeah, sloppy, sloppy, sloppy. You have this black queen holding down your home and your household, and you going to be sloppy with some your daughter's roommate? Sloppy. He got He's sick. Yo. He a little sick. Yo. Like, why the, like, it's so close. He's like, why, why would you sloppy. do that? Sloppy. Your daughter's roommate. Sloppy. So his daughter finds out, yeah. and in order to keep, him, keep her quiet, he agrees to give her shares of a company that he owns. This company being one of those fraudulent, non-existent dealies. His daughter, he yeah. gave her? Oh, his daughter, gangster. That's my princess stuff. <laughs> no, yeah. she was like, um, I'm telling mom. He said, calm down, let's talk about this. She said, no, I'm telling mom. He's like, no, let's just have a conversation. She's like, you mean with mom? Because that's who I'm talking to. <laughs> Did she catch him in a dorm? <laughs> no, at the house, bro. At the house? Oh, wow. In, at the the same, in the same bed? Not this. I, I won't. I won't give you too many details. I already told oh, you too he's much. Disrespectful. Yo, was, yo, so disrespectful. So he basically says, "I'm gonna give you a couple hundred shares of this company, and it's worth like two million dollars all around. Like, trust me, this is how we do business. This is how adults handle things. I'm buying her an apartment in New York, and I'm going with her. And this is for you to keep quiet. Just sloppy. Wow. And she's got a moral problem with it, but she's like two million dollars." <laughs> and she already has like stocks in other family parts of the company. Like she's already set. Yeah. Even if she goes completely broke, she could sell her car and be good. And yeah. she's graduating from like an Ivy League university, so it's not like she's stupid. What's that? What was the? Uh, what's the roommate? A Becky? No. Oh, was, was she black? Yes. Okay. Okay. I've seen it's good, but I'm just you know. Yo. <laughs> I was actually thinking the same thing. <laughs> I, I thought she was a Becky. I'm like, it sounds like she a Becky. Yo, I was okay. so confused at first because, well, whatever. My point is, they find out that the company is Fugazi. <laughs> so she has two million shares of nothing. There was like $100.47 in these accounts. And it's basically them laundering wealthy people's money. So I, I he had... The money, right? He had the money to have a Fugazi account. Mm -hmm. He knew it was Fugazi. He didn't think it was going to crash, but he knew it was Fugazi because that's where he was laundering his money through. You see what I'm saying? So if you got people from the continent with the kind of money that they can afford to cheat on their wife and the expensive behind order and risk it all mm -hmm. and still have it all, like... And these are these are based on a true story. Mm. So I don't think it happened exactly that way, but it was probably they probably just like changed the names of the of the innocent to keep yeah. them from being, you know, exposed or whatever. But it was based on a true story, which means some wealthy dude from the continent literally started banging his daughter's college roommate and tried to buy her off with some Fugazi shares so that he can get off scot free. Like you got the money. I know that's it's a real person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am incensed, Triple Nation, at the unmitigated gall of not only the toxic masculinity in that, but the capitalist mm. in that as well. He conned his wife and his daughter all in one fair Boy, sicko. Like, boy, sick. He's sicko mode. He deserves a nasty award. <laughs> <laughs> a nasty award? Yeah, he's nasty. Is that something that you guys hand out on your show? No. Nah, we should nah, make that a thing. That's, there you go. You got a segment? Nasty, nasty award. award. So speaking of which, let's talk about Code Coffee 
and culture. Mm-hmm. Give us a th- 30 second elevator pitch on your show. Um, Coke Coffee Culture is pretty much where we discuss all things at the intersections of tech culture and dope stuff. <laughs> what is dope stuff? Yeah, well, that's the the PG version. Yeah, it's gotcha. Got but um, we there pretty much was uh we consumed a lot of tech content because you need something to do while you're coding because it gets kind of boring sometimes. Yep. But we found that nothing had like there was nothing that felt catered to us. Like nothing like, at all. Did, you're always picking a part or something. Yeah. Like you're taking a piece. I gotta go here for this. I gotta go here. I gotta go here for the tech. I gotta go here for the fashion. I gotta go here for the culture. You know. And we were like, what if we could consolidate that all into one place for people, um, where we do talk about tech, but we also talk about the latest hip hop album. We also talk about latest fashion trends. Yep. We also talk about food. A favorite show, food, anything. Honestly, like it's like we know that like it's people like us out there that's into that's into like technology and is also right, into right. like regular like regular pop culture stuff or just culture stuff period that, that's from ours like well, yeah. Yeah. well there's the latest sneaker release well, black people are pop culture yeah yeah, yeah you yeah. know like yeah. it, we enter different things we're multifaceted I don't want to have to go to like a program podcast and they, they discussing the framework and then I go listen to another podcast that's talking about the latest um, Nas album that just came out or something like that you know and I feel like we just merged those two worlds because it's kind of embodies the people that we are mm-hmm. you know like um I'm pretty sure people that look at look at us don't think we don't do anything with technology at all, you know. But like we're the most tech savvy people in most rooms, honestly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're like, "What do you guys sell? Drugs?" <laughs> <laughs> if by drugs you mean uh, these codes, like, listen, man. Like, I, like, I got a couple lines. Let's go. Like, like, I got these scripts. Right, <laughs> I got these scripts, scripts for you. Up. You know. But yeah, just just trying to like create a safe space for people that's like us out there. It has to be uh, all the blurs out there, all the black techies out there, you know. You need to like, see it. It's like a lot a lot of black techies, like they're techie, but they're not lame, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not lame. Yeah. And it's, it's just something you can listen to, you know. You get all the lingo, you get all the lingo, you get the jokes, you get the, the inside cultural jokes, you know. But then you get the uh, latest news on the iOS uh, patch or something like that, you know. Or, what's up, or what Jeff Bezos is up mm. to, you know, and, and, and we make it and we make it palatable. Whereas though it's not so um, suit and tie is, you know, right. like well, it's today not, just Bezos. Yeah, like it's like yo Jeff Jeff Wallen over there, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and it's the same thing, you know. It's just creating a safe space. Mm. That's because I, 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 I listen. I looked for this kind of content. Mm-hmm. And we we decided like listen we just gotta make it mm-hmm. like it's like it's always you always rationalizing or like I kind of like it or I like this part of it and mm-hmm. you kind of ignore everything else and that kind of and we kind of got one of the things that reinforced that is like again like growing up in the hood it was like we just grew up with so many people that were like so talented right yep. like in so many different ways we had a friend Jake that was just really good at fashion you know like he took a basic jacket and like bleached it and put it on. And like put stitching on it. So did like he made like a varsity jean jacket. It was so yeah. ill. And like he was like hip to fashion trends. Everyone was rocking like New Balances and Forces. Call, and my man was on bait, <laughs> right? In like Japanese fashion. He before called, every, uh, called snapbacks a, a whole summer beforehand. He's like, I'm telling y'all, man, it's gonna be the thing. And we like, whatever, Jake. Like, no, with, with our <laughs> big t shirts, right? Mm-hmm. Next yeah. summer, everybody I got it. That phase, <laughs> and I'm like, it. I'm like, you gotta make. And he, he was a fashion nerd. Yeah. And, he was. He might not have known it, but he was a fashioner. But he just had no place to cultivate. Yeah, and no one was there to tell him like, "Hey, dude, make a YouTube channel. Hey, dude, do this." And it never was able to to be nurtured. And there were no mm. like, like people wanted to nurture you to like, oh, go to school and go yep. to college. But right. no one was there to like 
Everyone was so afraid of, everyone in the black community is just so afraid of being poor that the bar is so low. Yep. Mm -hmm. And all those other inklings of talent, like how many black girls in the inner city were like really good at math. Like right. it was just a thing. Like dumb, anybody right. that grew up in the hood, like the black girls were the best at math. Yep. And like nobody was telling like, yo, Both you could. Sisters. Exactly. Yep. It's like you yeah. could, because that analytical mind, like yep. it's like, it's, no one was telling like you could be the next Einstein yep. doing spacewalks. Yep. And like. Doing anything, honestly. Anything, right? Like, outside of a government job. Like, just stop, <laughs> stop trying to encourage me to be an athlete or a rapper. Yeah, like, you know. and, and cult, every, every kid that I grew up with in middle school had, whether they were like a drug dealer or they were getting into that soon, like, they all had like some inkling, some hidden talent that just wasn't nurtured. It was a seed that just wasn't watered. Yeah. I, we saw street dudes like get excited about anime. Yeah. Right. And then they go on to die. Yep. And it's like, oh, I, I saw him get happy about Dragon Ball Z. Right. And, like, that's weird. Like, everybody sees him as a drug dealer, but it's like, yo, he's really into, like, like anime. I've seen, I, I seen the whisper of his humanity. Like, you he wasn't like exactly. that. Exactly. That's what you it know? was. Like, you saw his innocence in that moment mm -hmm. and what he could have been. And then it's just, like, swept away in some inner city ghetto stuff. Yeah. And, like, that bothers us. So, like, our whole thing was, like, we wanted to, like, show. And this was happening with Davey, our mentor. Yeah. Like, he showed us, like, you could be nerdy and be cool. Like you don't gotta feel like a weirdo yeah, for like, being into these things. Like, like you, like you, doper than a dude that's doing the other stuff. You are. You cool. It's like, it's like you're smarter than him. You're gonna make more money than him. Like, why is he cooler than yeah. you? Because he's criminal. Like, cool isn't criminal. Yeah, those are two different things. It's two different. Right. Things. We, we obviously we we use we always get those things molded together or like mm -hmm. mixed up. It's like no, he's criminal. That's not cool. Like even dudes like not even to like just the the basketball stuff. Like mm -hmm. there were some dudes that were really good at breaking down sports. Like, yep. They could have been sports commentators, or mm -hmm. you know, what I mean, like it's just—it's so untapped, hidden talent in the inner city and um, in the black community, and we're so multifaceted, and we have so like everyone talks about soft skills in the industry. Mm -hmm. Who has more soft skills than black people? Facts. Like right. we we have a joke where we say like, "Yo, black people are low key like double Asians," because yeah. like, yeah, because <laughs> like, we're all something. bilingual. Yo, you yeah. go you go to work. I'm I'm Corey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, you come to the city. It's like see money. Right. Like, <laughs> like, yo, what's up? What's going on? Like right. completely different. Like this and like the empathy and the soft skills you develop. Like being able to read people. Yep. Like walking down the street and then like seeing like four dudes like walking towards you. Like hit yep. the corner and you gotta decide. Like okay, what are they wearing? How are they walking? Yeah. Like are they ha are they amped up? Like to are they violent? Yeah, threat or not? Like uh, you gotta yeah. look at these little. Things. Yeah, and then you see them. It's like oh no, they like normal dudes, and then yeah. you can just keep going. Or mm -hmm. it's like oh, they up to sign. Like, and you and you walk until you get to the side. You get out of our shadow, yeah. out of our sight, and you just haul. <laughs> take off, yeah. and they hit the corner, and they see you down the whole block, yeah. and they start and like, laughing. Oh, you a nut? It's like yep. <laughs> Speaking of reading, ladies and gentlemen, don't think that I forgot. I thought you did. Nope. Well, man, because now I'm not even really ready. <laughs> That's okay. Because okay. we do this at 10 o'clock, so I was like, oh, we're not doing it today. That's fine. Listen, I was so hyped about getting the phone to work. That's true. Just take a minute, ladies and gentlemen. Relax, collect yourselves, because we're going to take a brief dip into Ariel's reading garden. What's up, what's up, what's up, good people? Um, I'm not ready, so... Enjoy my garden. It's music. beautiful. Because we here. back in the garden. We used to be in the alley. Now we in the garden. So I uh, triple work real hard to get us back here. So give me a minute. Oh my God, I suck. I wasn't ready. Kennedy. Listen, I just I'm, want you to enjoy 
the 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 mo the pinon the pomonias the the flowers are real nice. They are. And I'm ready. I'm the ready. Patinas. All right. Your 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 new fertilizer is fantastic. It I is. really it's appreciate like this the greenery, this mulch here, the aromas. Yeah, yeah. and your pothos are coming in fabulously. Yes, absolutely. You've been doing very well, dear. Thank you. Um, all right. So this week uh, it's going to be uh, X Men, the new X Men, not new, no adjective, adjectiveless new X Men. Um, Issue number one. So it came that came out last week, last Wednesday. Uh, the writer on this is still Jonathan Hickman. So same dude who wrote Powers and House. Um, he's continuing with X-Men. The artist on the series is Lanelle Francis Yu. Um, this is like uh, just a blessing, really, because I didn't I didn't read it. So I can't speak on it. And the reason I didn't read it is because I've only read House One and Powers One. And I want to read it. I I need to know what happened in Powers and House, and specifically, I think Powers Five or something. People were texting me like, "Did you read it?" And I was like, "No, not yet. Don't tell me." Um, so I'm I haven't read X Men yet because I want to catch up on that stuff before I do. But you can get your copy if you Damn. want it. I would hope so. Um, new Age of New Age of X Men. Um, from what I've heard about House and Powers, we're off to a good start. So here's hoping we keep the momentum and our Merry Mutants take their proper place at the top of the Marvel uh, chain of command. Um, yeah, and in addition to that, uh, I also have some Excalibur uh, cards, uh, like freebies that came out for the for the new X-Men release, as well as some coupons to Amalgam Comics and Coffeehouse. Um so this is all yours. Uh, all Ooh. you need to do, as always, is email us at blacktribbles at gmail.com. Again, that's blacktribbles at gmail.com. And you need to have the title X-Men in the title. That With a is, hyphen between that is X. I was about to say that is X hyphen men. I said X I'm about to hustle right now. hyphen men. I want it spelled correctly, y'all. I want to spell correctly. That's right, because this is Ariel's reading, reading garden. Reading garden, reading and comprehension. And, I might add that. And comprehension. Because there's garden. a lot of people out here reading, but they are not comprehending. It's like, uh, did you read it? Do you understand what that says? Why well, I got to repeat myself. Low SAT scores. Yeah. You remember when a couple weeks ago you were like, this is how it's spelled? <laughs> yep. And Mofos was in them comments like, just whatever. Whatever, I want the book. Well, you don't have it. Reading, reading, and comprehension. comprehension. That's what we should start calling it from now on. Ariel's reading and, and comprehension, comprehension garden. garden. Yes, here for it. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, like the good lady said, you can email us at blacktribbles at gmail dot com. Uh, put the title X hyphen men in your inbox. Be the first one, and we will send you your very own copy. <laughs> because black tribbles is is for the people, for the people lucky you are to know me since I'm so incredibly incredible. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to This Week of Geek History! This week in geek history, October 21st, 1991, at the Comdex Computer Expo in Las Vegas, Apple introduces the first line of PowerBook notebook computers, the PowerBook 100, PowerBook 140, and PowerBook 170. 
on October 22, 1938. In a makeshift lab on the second floor of a rental house, Chester Carlson and his assistant Otto Cornet successfully invent the process that would lead to the photocopier. Which is almost obsolete now because who uses trees if they don't have to? <laughs> October 23rd, 2001. Using the slogan, A Thousand Songs in Your Pocket, Steve Jobs introduces the original iPod featuring a 5 gigabyte hard drive, FireWire connectivity, and synchronization to iTunes. By using a 1.8-inch drive, the iPod was significantly smaller than competing MP3 players of the time. October 23, 1831, Western Union completes the first transcontinental telegraph line across the United States, making nearly instantaneous cross-country communication possible for the first time. October 26, 1911, Mahalia Jackson, an American gospel singer, was born. Possessing a contralto voice, she was referred to as the Queen of Gospel. She became one of the first influential gospel singers in the world and was heralded internationally as a singer and civil rights activist because black women uplift every way we can. And finally, last but not least, on October 27th, 1927, Ruby Dee, American actress, poet, playwright, screenwriter, journalist, and also civil rights activist because we're awesome, was born. This Week in Geek History brought to you by a shift in the time-space continuum, giving your segments at the end of the show instead of in the middle. You're welcome, Len. I'm going to get a text. (laughs) Len, I was not a part of that. I was a victim. I'm going to get a a harsh text. No. Yeah, he's going to be mad. I'm okay with it. Don't be mad, Len. Don't be mad. <laughs> I'm going to hear it. But the conversation was so good. Because I noticed and I was he like, but we on like a he, real topic. So it It's the bat. He's going to be mad. The specific order of, and way of things had to, it's, it's fine. We live. We do it live. It's cool. And we are live. Yeah. All the way. Live. And I mean, we got it going on. So it's all right. Because I mean, how can you really be mad when, you know. I knew, I knew I was like, that camera's, I mean, the, the, uh, Award yeah. is in the shot. Yeah, so like, how can you really do that? It's all good. Make, right. Make it do what it do. Make it do what it do. All right, so, we got a little time. I really want to flesh out this what? insurgents wrestling thing, yo. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I feel so left out. You don't have to be left out. I'm not. I, I liked Glow, and that was it. <laughs> like other than that, I didn't really watch, but I did. I did because it came on like Saturday or no, it must have been Sunday, eleven thirty or something like that. And I, I was always there for Glow, and they would sing their little song. Um, yeah, I like the. I don't know. I just like Glow. I like the crazy chick with the with the hood. With, no, with the doll. She wore a white. Like she, the whole thing was like she was like a crazy little girl. So she would wear like the white dress, and she always had like that crazy looking doll with her. Mm. I forget her name. I forget everybody's name. Is this the one like at the end of every show, like kids ran in? No, no, it's a no, it's a woman. But that was like her vibe. So she had like blonde hair, but it was always like teased and crazy looking. And she wore like a white like lace, Mm. like a dress you expect, like oh, a little girl playing dress up, and then she'd have the doll. Okay, Um, but she was like. Mur- you know, murderous or whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, Lizzie Borden and then and then it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I never like I never like really got in the wrestling. I mean, I knew Junkyard Dog. 
He was black. He was black. But yeah, but I didn't, I just never really got into it. Mm. Yeah. Wrestling's a very acquired taste. Mm-hmm. I know, and people still, like, that's still a thing. And, and it's funny, you know, I mean, not that I can judge because, you know, I'm reading comic books, but it's like, it's just one of those things. It's like, man, people still really, yeah. like, into wrestling like that, and Yo, it is still hardcore. a thing. So it's, I'm always, like, amazed. But I'm just listening to y'all because I'm like, I don't know what they're talking I, I was like, I, under, I know what a heel is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, okay. The I, I got that. And yeah. then, yeah, but the rest of it, I was like, mm. It's just so, another flavor of nerd. Yeah, man. It's like when you, uh, when wrestling's done really well. Was it Sally, the farmer's daughter? No, because that's the chick. She wore like a, a overalls, right? Do you, I'm about to say, do you remember this person's name? Because there's, there's a whole Wikipedia came through. There's a list here. I'm, I'll look it up. I'm going to look it up on my side. Okay. I'm a finder. When, when wrestling's done very well, it's one of the best forms of media. Mm-hmm. It's theater. Really, yeah, it's ridiculously good when it's really when it's done really, really well. Theater with violence and chair shots. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. We get a real good promo. It's like, oh, I felt that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Especially, I mean, it hasn't been the same since Dwayne Johnson left, right? But there, I really have not seen Mike's skills before or since. Yeah. That. Not even punk. CM Punk? Yeah, I don't know, man. Punk kind of has... Uh, Bray, yeah. There's one guy, Bray Wyatt. Ah, oh, yeah, it's a little different. It's yeah, like, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's good. too good for wrestling. I think like, so. His huh. acting is just too good for wrestling, and I feel like he should go do something. Like, he should have been like a Walking Dead villain. Yo, ew, like, replace, replace Negan That's actually very with fair. the Bray yeah, Wyatt yeah. character? Dude, it would have been crazy. His whole thing was like he had like a cult mm-hmm. where he worshipped this ancient spirit named Sister Abigail that was like murdered or something mm-hmm. she was like a little girl or whatever and like he's always like Sister Abigail speaks to me I hear her whispers and she tells me what's right from what's wrong and like his closing line is like come with me I'll guide you to the light follow the buzzards it's just so good <laughs> that's good it really is it really is that was spot on my dude <laughs> so yo good. it was too it was too good and we, if you're all wrestling fan here, uh, wrestling fans here, what's your what's your top five <laughs> wrestlers? Your top like not oh, your man. like give me your favorite they Eddie Guerrero. Me, that's get, number one all give time. Me, give me who you think is the definitive goat because we and him go back we and forth back all and forth. the time. Who is the definitive goat or who is the top five at least? Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Guerrero. Not even not Eddie even Guerrero, top 10, is, bro. What? Nah, Eddie Guerrero, not what? top 10. Not top 10. 10. Who is before him? I can name I can name nine people better, ten people better than Eddie Guerrero. You can literally name all right, who? I who? can give you I can give you Rock, Austin, Michaels, uh ha- Bret Hart, uh Rick Flair, uh, 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 uh Dusty Dusty Rose. No, you hit questionable right after the rock, dog. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Listen listen to me. Listen, this my listen, my who, uh, who I think has the best case of being the GOAT okay. to me, I would say it's a toss-up between Michaels and Jericho. It's a toss-up between those. I think I'm it's one sorry. A and 1B. Uh, I think a lot of people fall off. I would lean more towards Michaels than that. Yeah. Which Michaels? Brad or Sean? Sean. Sean. Now, the only reason... Uh, a lot of people fall off a little. Interesting. I, the, Y'all said that in stereo. Like, there was no room for contention on that <laughs> whatsoever. So I threw that in there to... There just wasn't. Be divisive. Okay. Michael Hayes? And I say this because I feel like he checks. 
I feel like he checks more boxes than most people. And Chris Jericho has that longevity thing. You know, the what? Rock only been that. there for five years. You gotta have. You got. I feel like you have at least have a decade in the game. But it was a potent five years. It was a potent it five. Was like it was like a most shot. Potent. Yeah, it was yeah. like a wheatgrass shot of five. <laughs> it was really good. But Wait, real I, talk, was it really only five? It was five. He has five. I might, I might count the, even counting the blue chip of the Rocky Maivia, the Indicator, it's five years. Less, I was about to say, what three. Dang, okay. You know? Because he took a lot of breaks. You know? Ah, okay. I would give it, I would, I would give it to Michaels or Jericho, and if, the only thing that really separates them is Mike's skills, honestly. And That's it's Mike's skills in ring. The, the Mike skills oh. that Jericho has then over Michaels. I'll Mike, give it to Jericho, the, yeah. yeah. The Mike skills that Jericho has over Michaels, Michael has the in ring work over him, and it's kind of tossing. And I think if Jericho goes through his AEW thing and do something dope and legendary, I'll have to give it to him over sheer longevity, and my man been in so many different areas. Okay. All right. All right. I see. Am I making sense? You're making a lot of sense. I see. I see that. He did did it in the... uh, He still ain't better than uh, than Eddie Guerrero, but I see the point that you're making. Eddie Eddie Guerrero ain't had no mic, though. uh, Actually, yeah, he did. Not not really, bro. It depends. I will will say Jericho. See, Corey agrees with me. I'll say comedic timing. That's what Eddie has. He yeah. didn't really have mic skills, dude. I honestly he didn't really have mic skills. He didn't really have mic skills. All right. Like all right, all right. Jericho was there from a, he was multiple companies. He was yeah, in the attitude. Right. Mm-hmm. He was in the uh the roof of aggression era. He was in the PG era. He was in the reality era. Now he's in the AEW. True. He true. was in every single era and he was definitely the a, a guy. Yeah. Definitely a guy in each era. He wasn't like a lull in each a lull in one one area or, right, or right. another. And his know? uh his pure endurance to like not only last that long consistently, but at the same time, Chris Jericho could get a scarf and like a list over. Dude, like he and the multiple gimmicks that he had. Just, That's fair. Like he, he took right, trash right. and turned it into gold. A lot, a lot of legends, one dimensional. To he be honest, a, he got a pot, a potted plant over. And like he had, he used to come out. He came out with a plant one week, and then <laughs> he was like, "This is my plant." And he was like protecting it. It's completely oh silly, and then it fell. And then he was like, no! And like he was crying. And the crowd was like, rest in peace. <laughs> it was like some, a tribute to the plant. Some people can't get themselves over they it. It's ridiculous. He, he gets things over it. it. I, I think, it, I just think about it. Just think about it. Just think about it. I would it, say know? Ric Flair and Chris Jericho are, are, are my top two goats. I can see, yeah, I can see that, dude. I would have to say Ric Flair. I can Flair. see it. Ric Flair. I. Rick Flair, Michaels, and Jericho. This is kind of my three. Because, like, because okay. like, Rock and Austin, it wasn't there that long. It was, it was, they was at the crazy high, but it just wasn't there long. And I, I kind of, I can't really judge you on you being there for a short period of time, right? Because he, and because he was there for like when he, if he was there from oh eight, if he stayed and was there from 05, 08, 09, we could have seen him being trash. I can't, I can't give you the ghost status when you don't have that body of work. You gotta be there. I'm sorry, your you, your neck hurts. What would the rap equivalent <laughs> of the Rock be? In? What would be? What would the rap equivalent? He would be um, the Rock can also be the Biggie Pac. Yep. It's like Biggie Pac. Hey. They'll be them. Like yo, you're great. Ooh. And everyone loves Ooh, you. Okay. But you don't got a lot of catalog. Okay. You know, it's not a lot of catalog. So I can't really put you in there. People like eight albums deep. You got like one or two. I was like, I can't really. I love you though. Does that make Triple H? Did he? Yo, and look, and look, Triple H yo, is yo. Triple H is the Diddy. <laughs> <laughs> yo, oh my God! Yo, he created man. so. You much like that? Stars. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He did. I like yo, that. I like that. Yes. He created Batista. Uh-huh. He br- brought Shawn Michaels up. Yep. Or or in Orton over. He got Seth Cena. Rollins. No, hold up. Yep. He got Orton over. He got he got Cena over too. Oh, Cena? Five. That's Cena true. Over yeah. too. Booker T. Sheamus. Mm. 
He got Sheamus over oh, too. Oh wow, Sheamus. He got Sheamus yeah. over. He got a lot of people yeah. over. Pasty Yo, he was like translucent, bro. Yo. <laughs> I thought I had seen some pretty pale Irish people in my lifetime. Jeez. I'm pretty sure they had to put him in makeup so that he could show up. Oh, oh, when wow. I first saw him, I was like, I'm offended by this guy doing white face. <laughs> <laughs> we all have that moment where, like, you're watching wrestling and Sheamus come on TV. And you're like, like ah. they're like, what is that? That person don't watch wrestling. Like, what are you watching? Uh, <laughs> you wipe your screen. <laughs> it's Just like the brightness. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It's like it's like in those old school like home videos from like a camcorder where there would be like a white trail until like the the white balance would reset itself yep, if you yeah, if you were yep. lucky enough to have one of the ones that would do that you'd be like what is that? oh god I got it and it just burns itself into the film and so you can't adjust it that was him wrestling yeah. Ariel did you figure out who your champion was yes for- I was waiting y'all was getting going and I want to interrupt Sorry. dementia dementia Ooh. who has that that's dark <laughs> Dem- D- dementia 2 I'm showing or I'm going to swing it to the camera. All right, thank you. But, yeah, so I forgot about that. Like, she would wear the mask sometimes. She would take the mask off, but she would always have a doll, and I think she had an axe. You and these axes. I do, You know what? I like sharp objects. <laughs> I, I'm not ashamed of that. I like knives. I like axes. I got an axe. Kennedy got an axe, too, so don't come in my house. I like the idea, like, if somebody broke in and then they just see a bunch of axes on the wall, they realize they made a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey, yo, I'm just going to exit like, real like, quick. We need to get out of this house. Don't mind me. I'm leaving. I'll pay for the window. My bad. <laughs> there, was, there was one time I, I uh, put my axe in my bag after work, and I got to the bar and was digging around for my wallet so I could start my tab, and I my axe was taking up my whole purse, right? So I was like, let me just take this out. Because, you know, you dig through your bags. You don't want to put your whole life out there. So let me just take this out. Boom, put that on the bar. I'm looking for my... Right, I was like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> and you would think seeing a sharp object would, you know, give you some space, right? People would be like, I'm not, I'm not going to mess with her. Mm. All of the weirdos were like, damn, girl, what is that, <laughs> That axe, though. Yo, you got an axe? Yo, that axe crazy. <laughs> get out of here, you knucklehead. I get it. All right, we got 10 minutes left. I've given you all all the time in the world to think of your triple designations. Mm. Hope you've been marinating over it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, I, I gotta go first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, okay. Actually, I'm um, in the spirit of our our conversation, I am Y two treble. Boom. Oh, I'm like um, pretty sure we have a Y two treble. No, seriously. Oh well, we're gonna check. Hold on. We don't. Here. Intern. We have. Ah, one. we got oh, it. Do we no. have a Y two K triple? Is that what it is? I've, no. I've heard it before, but whatever. They haven't updated their citizenship, so Y two triple. And what about you, Josh? Okay. In spirit of my youthful days as a break dancer. Okay. Some of my crew is actually in chat right now. Shout out to Salient KBL. Yep. My leaner days. Is there <laughs> a B-boy triple? Hmm. I think there oh, I remember there being one. But again, if people don't update their sense their citizenship, they I guess. Voted off the island. <laughs> No, they're not voted off the island. They just, if they come back and be like, I'm Y2 Triple, then you two have to fight. Yeah. To the death. To the death. You got to so, be the manager. So be ready to control all hey. delete. <laughs> <laughs> perfect it now. Off the rope, perfect it. What are they called? The Cleon Batlets? Yes. <laughs> Yo, don't play with me. Now you speak in my language for real. <laughs> but yes, we do not have a B-Boy Triple, so you are a B-Boy Triple. Hey. hey. 
All right. Well, it is not official until you are sworn in because we are a legitimate nation. I'm going to give this honor to Ariel so she no longer feels left out. Oh, my God. Again, I'm not ready. (laughs) But you know the oath. I know. It's still like I'm I'm on the spot. All right. Oh, yes, Yana. All right. So from this point on, it's a pretty painless procedure, procedure for you. I'm stressing out. You got um, this. You remember when? So, you, just remember when you inducted your tea day. Can I change mine? Yeah, to I'm what? Sorry. Is what? there a qwerty triple? Quirty? No, there can't be a qwerty triple. What's, that's a, what's a qwerty? The you, first five know. letters on your keyboard. Yeah. When you make oh, that's pretty ill. Oh, no. No. Yeah. Can, no. Why don't you know that? That's smooth. Because uh, cause I know things. Yeah, yeah Kennedy's hey, like, your is That's kind of cool. It never no. ended. Do you want to change yours? Thank you. Well, look, you can change yours now if you want. It's not official. Uh, no. Thank you. Uh, 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 no, nah, I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. You don't want to be control alt triple? I thought that, but I'm like, eh. Uh, Y2 Triple is pretty dope. Y2 Triple. That's off the dome, too, you know? And it's cool. When you come back, you'll get a nickname, but. You can always, you can always, you can always do up an an, an AKA, right? Like, you, we call Ariel AK 47 because she's got. AK? AAJ 47. Oh, excuse me. She's got a whole bunch of them. And she take all the shots. Right? Uh, Isaiah's got. You got a, a couple extras, I, right? I got a couple extras. I mean, like, oh, my other triple name is Core uh, Triple for Avatar, to, well, for Legend of Core for Avatar: The Last Airbender. But like I also mentioned, I'm Cousin Muscles. I'm Broku. It, it's, it's fine. <laughs> so, yeah. Broku, that's, that's dope. Yeah. <laughs> the so, big body Broku. So you can I love the it. big body Broku. Your mama's favorite nephew. Um, that's funny. Your mama's favorite. Nephew. <laughs> you can always. Come up with AKAs, so okay. you can be Quirky Triple, AKA B Boy Triple, mm-hmm. and you could be Y Two Triple, AKA something cool, l- less cool than Quirky Triple, because <laughs> Gotti. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good, man. So you want to, you want to, so you want to stick with Quirky, Josh? I as your stick with main? Okay. Oh, he's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a keeper. That's a, keeper. <laughs> that's a gem right there. Yeah, All yeah. right. So now, for, y'all just gotta repeat after me. Um, I am a triple furry. I am a triple true. I am I'm a, a triple furry. furry. I am a triple true. From the way I roll to the way I coo. From the, From the way, way I roll, roll to the way, way I coo. Hey, so shall it be said, so shall it be done. Josh and Corey, QWERTY Triple and Y2K Triple, Y2 Triple, Y2 excuse triple. me, respectively of Code, Coffee, and Culture Podcast. Yeah, hey. uh, thank you guys so much for coming out tonight. I thank really appreciate guys. all of the gems that you were dropping. Thank you um, for having us. Yeah, yeah. I really thank do appreciate you. this. Absolutely. Tell us where we can find your show. You can find us on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. You can find us. Just type in Code Coffee Culture Podcast. It'll pop up. Code. Uh, any social media? Oh, you can find me. You can follow me on my IG. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me on IG uh, as uh, at Corey Charisma. That's C O R E Y underscore Charisma. C O R I S M A. That was my wrestling name, by the way. Corey, Corey Charisma. Charisma. That can uh, still be your wrestling name, Boo Boo. I'm telling you. <laughs> you can find me. I think, what am I? Joshua125 or Codex125? Codex. It's Codex. How do you not know your handle? <laughs> Y'all only the messaging back and forth, and I see the. Me- it's all good though. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all gotta get a, a, a IG. Y'all gotta get social media for your yeah. show. We do. We do. We do. Like, 
ASAP. ASAP. Why are you? Yes. Why are you not doing this like right now? That content needs to be shared more. Yeah, it, like, has to have a la- like a landing page for people to go to mm. and actually connect with y'all a little bit more because mm. it's, it's dope stuff. Okay, we appreciate that. Peep yeah. game too. We gonna yeah. do that. Dropping gem, dropping gem. I'm about to say we're your your podcast fairy god family. I like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, get on that because what you guys are talking about is some really great stuff, um, and it needs to be shared for people. Um, in, in ways that is is y'all just need to get it out there. It's yeah. just what it is. You need to get it out there. I was distracted by Dante's cranberry sweater. It looks really nice on you, man. I'm just saying. He's like the comic book. Oh, there you go. Librarian. He, I was out there listening to him talk about comic books, and it was the best. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. That is his thing. Good stuff. Um, we got a little bit of time. Can you can you just can you just show that on the show the Facebook the. <laughs> Time. One more time. Just one, show it to one more game. Just look, 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 look. And then, and then pass it over to me so I can put it on the YouTube feed. Because hey, I don't know if they can right. see it clearly from so. over there. Yeah, I just want to. I'm a little resentful of the fact that Vince has got his name on it. Because, you know, <laughs> he's good. the other woman and whatnot. But look at this. <laughs> <laughs> look at this. Yeah. So I... As I mentioned, and as you can see, uh, Len is not here tonight. Uh, he's had a death in the family. Um, so we extend our, our condolences and our thoughts, prayers, and love to him and, and the webs. Um, but I, I just want to take this moment to note that this is Len's third award from Philly Camp. Len has won. Every year, Len has been involved in something that has been nominated. And every year, Len has been involved in something that has won. Mm. And I just want to take a moment to to point that out to you all, um, because I mean, he's got his name right on the joint. Mm-hmm. It's we're not even Black Tribbles anymore. It's Len Webb and, and the, Black the Black Tribbles. Yeah. So we were like the Supremes, and <laughs> <laughs> he's he's Diana Ross, and we're the other two over here. Um, and I just I just wanted to put this out there for him uh, when he gets a chance to look at this later. And now that he's no longer upset with me for waiting until the end of the show to put the segments up, um, this is for you, my friend. And uh, you should be proud of this. He likes to he likes to be humble sauce and and not, you know, acknowledge the fact that he's an award winning producer. And I just want him to three time award winner. three times. Boom. One, three. two, three. Three times. More to come in the future. Really, if you want to think about it, including the Geek Awards, including Philly Give Get, fifth. One, two, three, four, five. Fifth. Fifth. The five time. The fifth five time. The five. The five time. The five time. Oh, boy. Award-winning producer. This is what happens when you get a couple wrestling kids in a room. Everything is extra for no good reason. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps us up for us this evening. Uh, as always, you can find this in the morning um, everywhere that good podcasts be. We are on. We are also on Spotify and SoundCloud and Stitcher Radio, Stitcher Radio, and Apple iTunes. Uh, be sure that if you follow us on Apple through iTunes, that you give us a like, you give us a rating, and you leave a couple comments because that makes it easier for everybody to find us. We also have a Patreon that just fired up. So please, 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 if you want to see more award-winning content, (laughs) uh, make sure that you hit up our our Patreon as well. Um, Stay tuned for Triples After Dark Season 3. 
Yeah. Uh, our award-winning director is in the lab editing stuff together, so we're going to have more YouTube content for you, uh, more podcast content for you, and, and all of the good things that you've known and loved and gotten to be familiar with from this show. So, for the newly designated QWERTY Tribble, for the newly designated Y2 Tribble, for the Uncanny Tribble slash the Amalgam Tribble slash Bruce Leroy Tribble, for the Super Saiyan Tribble, for Uncle Gizmo Tribble, for the Bat Tribble, the Super Tribble, the Master Tribble, this is Storm Tribble saying we love you, good night, live long and prosper. I'm telling you the insurgents needs to be a thing. Stick with me, kid. We can do this. Because <laughs> black wrestlers matter. Say goodnight, kids. Good night, you guys. Take it easy. Stay frosty. Good night, frosty. kids.